slavery Fall nations tailgating and the rearing to go Yeah, when kneeling gets to rocking, it's a hell of a show Hello everybody, welcome to episode 27 of the Vols Deep Podcast our Tennessee Volunteers have finished the regular season 8-4 and four with a win over Vanderbilt. Definitely not the season we wanted, expected, or predicted, but it is what it is. It's a season we got, Luke. Yeah, we, we ended on a high note, taking care of our little brothers from Middle Tennessee. <laughs> We've definitely seen uh, much worse teams through the years. Um, as always, we're coming to you live tonight from the Vol Cave. We're live on just about every platform uh, possible. Uh, share this out for us. Give us some likes if you don't care. Uh, thank you all for listening and for your support. For those of you that can't watch the entire show tonight, it will be uploaded on all podcast platforms after it airs live. Uh, we're going to talk about Tennessee football team, hit the Tennessee basketball team, both men and women, of course. Uh, just you know, everything you can think about regarding Tennessee athletics. We're going to grade position groups from Tennessee's last performance. We're going to go over General Neyland's game maxims. Did Tennessee cover all Neyland's maxims versus Vanderbilt? Uh, we're going to talk about bowl projections for our Vols. Where do we believe Tennessee will be um, here in a couple weeks? Hopefully warm. Hopefully warm. Uh, I want to go to Memphis. I want to go to Memphis. Yeah, I want to go warmer. Memphis, Graceland. Where you want to go, Corbin? Uh, just a good bowl game is all I want. Uh, Further south, the better. <laughs> It's almost uh, transfer portal time as well. The drama will be unfolding really fast, really soon. Uh, December 3rd, I believe, is when it opens up. Yeah, lost one today, I believe. Who today? Oh, Warren Burrell entered the transfer portal. Seen that news about an hour ago. I didn't know he could even come back. He's got one year left. He's a graduate. He didn't, he didn't play much. No, not much, but still a loss in our defensive backfield. So well, he, he, he played a lot years prior, but he didn't play a lot he's this year. Played in 31 games for Tennessee. And, uh, you know, if he does enter the portal and go somewhere else, we wish him the best. He's got mm-hmm. one year to raise his NFL draft stock. So it's what graduate transfers are for. Is Jabari Small up for – that was being uh, talked can, about, wasn't I'm it? I'm pretty sure he can come, he can he, come he can back. He can back, absolutely. Uh, they was talking Dylan Sampson. Oh, it's Dylan Sampson. They was talking Dylan, and I'll be very upset if it's Dylan Sampson. Um, Spanky's not here yet. Uh, he might be coming. He might not be. He's, got a, he's a he's a man with a million things to do. I did see where that it um, they expect the transfer portal to be like seventeen percent higher, like uh, entries than last year. You know, all these kids are in a transfer portal and don't end up anywhere. They they end up lost in the shuffle and, and nowhere to go. And we hate to see that for anybody, but it's a decision that, that they make. So, uh, you know, truth be told, Josh Hopple's got a lot of decisions to make for these 17, 18 seniors that can come back. Uh, managing a roster of 85 is going to be difficult. you got so many coming in and so many going out, and those numbers can be thrown off very easily. It definitely makes things interesting, that's for sure. But this is the new day and age of college football. I mean, each year it's just going to get higher and higher with that transfer portal percentage number. Yep. Uh, Miranda says, hey, y'all. Thank you for tuning in again, Miranda. Hey, Miranda, thank you, and congratulations on the new baby. Yeah, yep. congratulations. New baby. Uh, Austin Howard says, Vols Deep Podcast was my fourth uh, most played podcast this year on Spotify. Nice. Awesome, buddy. Appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for giving us comedy, real talk, 
every week. Let's have a big bowl game. Somewhere warm, no excuses. Next year we'll be number one on Spotify. How's that sound, buddy? I hope so. Yeah, we, what when did we start? Like, well, we're week twenty-eight now, so we're yeah, that's too much. Math we're about seven months in. Seven, yeah. Seven see, see how quick I've done that. Yeah, send, send, send us your screenshots, send, people. Walkberg education there. Take screenshots and send them to us. Uh, show off that you've been listening to the Vols Deep podcast. Josh Jackson said, "I'd love to see Wright come back and Sampson stay." Yeah, hundred percent agree. Be incredible. I think Wright will come back. I've seen a projection on him go like maybe like twelfth or thirteenth running back overall or something. Really, so, that's crazy. As as um, good and fresh as he should be. Yeah, I would like to see that. Uh, we have this week's game predictions coming up. With the giveaways as well. Spur, who won last week's prediction giveaway? That premier excavation guy again, Travis Duncan, he's for good. his second time this year. This week he went 10-0, and 0, so uh, he's the only perfect pick of the week. Uh, he's went like 9-1 twice as well. Yep. So uh, He's good. He's almost better than me. I'm going to get him to start sending me them picks before take, I make mine. Take him, take him to Vegas, get him I, on FanDuel. I need him on DraftKings, Not sponsored. FanDuel, everything. I'm going to start calling him every day. <laughs> so congratulations, Travis Duncan. You're going to win a gift card, baseball and football cards, and some decals. And we'll do another giveaway with uh, Pick'ems tonight. Speaking of predictions, the current football Pick'em standings go as follows. In first place, we have Corbin. Yeah. Uh, he's 81 and 41 overall. I'm in second place. I'm 78 and 49 overall. Uh, we have a tie for third uh, between Spanky and Spur, and they're both at 77 and 45. Or that, wait, that made no bad. sense. Yeah. So yep. we're one game behind you, right? Yeah, one game behind me, and then I'm three behind Corbin. So we're, right. we're tight. So I got I got to ask a question. Uh-huh. Are we going to do the bowl spectacular pick them? Will we pick every single bowl game? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, it. yeah, that sounds, that sounds pretty fun. That's when Corbin's going to go down. He's going to lead all year, yeah. and then he's, that, that's when he's going to go yeah, down. Yeah, ain't happening. Uh, I went 5-5 five and five last – or we had to skip last week because of Thanksgiving. But week prior, I went 5-5, five and five, so I have to dip into the cup of misfortune tonight. Um, let's go over what we've all got to do. Hopefully we got them all right here so far. So the cup of misfortune, whoever loses the pick them, they have to, to draw. Um, be a door greeter at McDonald's for 30 minutes. That was mine. I that's believe. you. So um, walk backwards in the store and check out with something. That was that'd be me. Uh, the Waffle House Challenge, which is Corbin. I'll not forget that one. Uh, he's got to spend 24 hours at Waffle House. For every waffle he eats, he knocks off an hour of time. I can do it in under 10. That's 15 waffles. That's 15 waffles. We'll see. Um, and then Spanky got purchased a candle, Vaseline, cucumber, whipped cream, and a condom from a store and not a self-checkout. So yeah. that is the one I'm looking forward to. Uh, dye hair orange for a game temporarily. That was That'd spur. be me. We're doing that in Florida, hopefully, in a few weeks. Um, embarrassing social media post. I guess what? That's, panel. <laughs> that's me too. <laughs> that is also Spur. What was um, that last one? Embarrassing okay. social media post picked by... Uh, us three. Yeah, we we've already discussed what that's going to be, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I apologize in advance. I think this one was this one might record yourself painting your toes and fingernails. That is you. I thought it was. I thought it was. I'm gonna trade somebody, and then Spanky has to send a Christmas card to someone that he hates. He needs to do that like now. Yeah, because we yeah because we said we was gonna do that in like October. Yeah, and it's Just now it's now Christmas time. He's now, scared. So. 
He's scared. I know who's getting it though. <laughs> I know who's getting it. You know, you know, I believe we need to ante up just a little bit here on this bowl pick 'em. I think that we need to do the ultimate uh cup of shame where each of us panelists write our own punishment and the loser overall has to draw one of our punishments that we've chosen. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. That would be cool. I don't even know how many is left in there. Uh, Tennessee Life on YouTube says go Vols. Um, we have start bench cut tonight. We have Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other. And, of course, we have the duel. Hopefully Spanky's not scared of, of the duel. That's probably what it is. He's down there training for that December 2nd show that he's got here in Cofield. Probably. Probably. Uh, who will win the championship belt tonight? It is listener voted. So stick around, vote in the comments. Uh, you don't want to miss Speaking this of which, entertainment. Where the hell is my belt at, Corbin? It's right over here next to me. Well, Cor- it's my belt. What are you doing with it? Champ. Corbin took it with him for a little bit. He ran off with it. And I never, didn't show up last week. I never lost the championship. <laughs> I'm the. I'm still the undisputed champion over there. Undisputed my ass. <laughs> Troy uh, Bannister says, is he going to send a Christmas card to Urban Meyer? If we had Urban's dadgum address, we might send him one. That would be pretty funny. Uh, I'm missing any comments here. Hope not, but we'll hit them if we did. Uh, We'll be right back. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's the Vol Daddy. I want to give a big shout-out to the Fairview Union. Great musicians, local people. Chad's from my hometown. They were gracious enough to let us use their music for our podcast. Make sure you check them out. They're huge Tennessee fans. You won't be disappointed. Let's hear them play. Man, you won't believe that roar When the boys find a checker for the big orange is back. It's a fact. Volunteers, where you at? Get loud, stand proud. Send a message to the crowd. Y'all better get used to the fact the big orange is back on track. All right, we're back. Welcome back to episode 27 of the Vols Deep Podcast, coming to you live on Facebook and YouTube. Both of our Facebook pages, mine and the Vols Deep page. Uh, Tennessee whoops Vandy, 48-24, solid beatdown. What are your overall thoughts on Tennessee's performance versus Vanderbilt? You know, I wasn't wasn't too excited early on in the game. I thought that we uh, come out, especially on defense, a little slow, had me a little bit worried. You know, Joe Milton looked great. Uh, Mm-hmm. Offense is clicking on all cylinders. You put up 45 points. You're, you're, it's a comfortable win, but at the same time, I don't know. I just, it was just seemed like a lackluster game to me, except for the shenanigans in the middle. Yeah, they worried me at the start there. Right there at the beginning, I was like, um don't do this to me. Yeah. But Joe did play great, like you said. I think it was probably his best performance all season, honestly. Yeah. Had four passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. I mean, what almost 400 yards passing had a hell of a game, but you know I think we we should have played better. But then again, the way the past few weeks has been, I'll take this win any day. You know, truth be told, those uh that extracurricular stuff right there in the second quarter may have been the, the spark we needed to get through that game because we played uninspired, especially on defense for quite mm-hmm. a while. We did. After that, though, it was it was a back to Tennessee football, and we won comfortably. There was never any doubt in the game. Uh, once we scored a couple of touchdowns. So, I'll take the win. Anytime you can beat uh, little brother there in 
Middle Tennessee, it's a good thing. So, uh, <laughs> sucks to be you, Candy. <laughs> yeah, uh, like Corbin mentioned with, you know, Joe playing good, I wish we'd seen some of that play calling uh, all season long. Oh, yeah. no doubt. Um, I think we should have held him to about 10 points. Um, but just solid. We've done what we should have done. Uh, let's go over some offensive stats. Tennessee ran the ball as a team 32 times for 168 yards. Jalen Wright had 11 carries for 75 yards. Also give him a shout-out for topping the 1,000-yard mark. That is huge. It is, especially with limited touches. Um, let's see. Then Dylan Sampson had 10 carries for 37 yards. Jabari Small, four carries for 30 yards. Nico had two carries for 15 yards. He's hard to take down, by the he way. Yes, sir. Um, Joe had five carries for 11 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Solid day on the ground for Tennessee's rushing offense. It was a solid day all the way around for Tennessee's offense. There's no no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Tennessee uh, controlled the ball and, and ran the ball and threw the ball very well. I'm a little indifferent. I think we could have run the ball a little bit better against Vanderbilt. Honestly. Didn't have to. Didn't have to, but. Well, Tennessee threw the air uh, 31-47 total. Uh, 449 yards as a whole with four touchdowns. Joe Milton was 22 at 33 with 383 yards and four touchdowns. Nico was nine for 12, 66 yards, and Gaston Moore was over two. Uh, I thought the passing game was solid. I, like I said, I, I want to see more of that that it, aggressive play call. It was almost as if Coach Hopple just said, "All right, turn it loose." Yeah. Well, that's the first time Joe's thrown that many passes in a game, well, in three quarters that I can remember. Yeah, it just it, it's the little swings yeah. and the screens and forty-seven throws in one game. That's quite a few. Yeah, and between the two quarterbacks, and then Nico coming in, yeah. and he was what nine for twelve. Yeah, so about seventy-two yards. That's a good performance for Nico, for sure. Um, let's go over uh, the receivers. Ramel Keaton had four catches for one hundred twenty-two yards and two touchdowns. Quirrell White, ten catches for one hundred ten yards. Jacob Warren. Three catches for 82 yards and a touchdown. Glad to see him get a touchdown on, on senior day. Mm-hmm. Um, and Callan Castles, three catches, 47 yards and a touchdown. Chaz Nimrod, four catches for 37 yards. And Caleb Webb, three catches for 22 yards. Uh, great day. Yeah, sure was. Red ball around. Two receivers over 100 yards. You know, had a tight end go over 80 yards. Uh, it's a good day. Good day through the year for Tennessee. Fantastic day. I mean, we had nine players catching balls out there, so. And put up the receiving yard numbers we did. That's a hell of a day. Yeah. We says a whole lot about Vanderbilt's defense as well, though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's Vanderbilt. Hey, hey, it's okay. You're going to work for us someday. That's the only thing they can say. <laughs> Have a good baseball team. Uh, Zachary Bunch says, go Vols by God with the W. He says, at least we get revenge. <laughs> <laughs> at least we get revenge on North Carolina for our bowl game. We'll We're see back. about that. I, 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 that's the only reason I want to get them now, like the biggest reason. Yeah, now, just, now just, I'm ready. Just for the basketball game. I want to get them because I've talked shit about them all year. And I want to prove – I want one more point proven on the season for North Carolina. You yeah, mean Zach, we hung out at the, the Volunteer Club tailgate a little bit Saturday, and uh, he also put me in his profile picture. So that's Wait. pretty cool. But uh, Corey Elmore says, go Vols. Uh, Tennessee on defense, two sacks, seven tackles for loss total. Uh, Will Brooks led the team, eight tackles, one tackle for loss. Jeremiah T. Lander, true freshman, had six tackles. 
Uh, Amari Thomas had four. Aaron Beasley had four. Joshua Josephs had four. Jalen McCullough had six. Uh, and Elijah Herring had five. So, uh, good day, I think. Overall on defense, that, that fumble got us on the punt. It did. That, that kind of that hurt us. Um, I don't know. Tennessee, they're second in the SEC in sacks, I think, which is huge. That's a, that's a great improvement. And tenth in all of college football. That's the most sacks Tennessee's had um, since year 2000. It's crazy. <laughs> so, we've been bad for a really long yeah. time. <laughs> good to see Neil. Yep, Tennessee on special teams. D. Williams had three uh, kick returns for 74 yards. He had four punt returns for 40 yards. Charles Campbell was two for three. Jackson Ross had three punts for 119 yards, one inside the 20. Now Jackson Ross continues to shine. Uh, the field goal missed. wasn't a big deal. It was a long field goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, D. did have that costly fumble, though, and it's something some we can't have in the future. But he's got a, a bright future ahead of him as well. We ain't been – other than the kick out of bounds, we've been able to complain about special teams about all season. So, D. Williams, what year is he? Uh, D. I don't know if he can come back or not. I don't know if he can or not either. I was wondering that too. I'm not sure. Did we keep the uh, punt return streak going? What streak? The the other team were turning it on us. Oh, I'm not sure. I have to look into that and see. Like that was that's a going. that's that's a, that's great, a crazy state. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that till the other day, and that's which, a crazy. Which state you talk about? The one where like the return yards is like nothing. Yeah, well, yeah. No, Georgia. It, it's been like what? Georgia hasn't had a single return yard all season. Really? Yeah, and ours is very minimal. Yeah, it, it's very little. Uh, Josh Jackson says Nico. I think will be very special. I want to see him throw it deep. I agree with that. We've really not got to see him unless no, you either. I was hoping, to, and I thought we were going deep on one play with Nico, and it just. It didn't happen. He still went across the middle for about 25 yards. So, uh, Corbin, you got a fan on here, buddy. He says, Kamal, he says, glad to see y'all back. Glad to see the expert back. He's been making Hell yeah. money off Corbin Rogers' picks all Hell year yeah. long. Well. <laughs> uh, Josh Jackson says, we actually used our tight ends. That's true. Uh, I, I hate whenever we you know, only use them when we have to. I want us to be – like the Georgia style where where you, you know, just stop it. You know, stop it if you can. Austin Howard says he saw a projected, projected rematch for Clemson, but he would rather have North Carolina. I'd rather have North Carolina at this point. Clemson is an interesting one. They are ranked right around us. They got the same record, don't they? Eight and four? I believe I believe so. I believe so. I, I wouldn't mind a Clemson rematch. I mean, it would be cool to, to beat them twice, but – yeah, I'm kind of leaning towards North Carolina right now. Man, how Clemson has fallen. They, they've, but they've, I mean, they've kind of made up for it though as, as the seasons went on. But yeah, they. Yeah. But compared to where, yeah, compared to where they were, yeah. All right, let's go over General Nealon's game maxims. We'll go over each one. Uh, agree, disagree. If that maxim has been reached, the team that makes the fewest mistakes will win. We made very few mistakes. Mm-hmm. The the fumble on on the punt return was one, but. We didn't make many mistakes in the game, and we won handily. Yeah. Yeah, 100% agree. Play four, make the breaks when one comes your way. Score. Um, we didn't really have that many breaks, though. I mean, uh, no turnovers from Vanderbilt. Hey, 45 points, though, we scored. Oh, yeah. If at first the gamer breaks go against you, don't let up, put on more steam. I would say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I felt Tennessee kept playing the entire 60 minutes all the way up to the very end. We did play the entire 60 minutes. Protect our kickers, our quarterback, our lead, and our ball game. 
how many sacks did Vanderbilt have against us? Or how many times was Joe hit? I don't remember recalling any. If it, it wasn't many. If wasn't many of those any. I feel like I think there was one that I remember. A Bawoski cover, block, slice, cut, pursue, and gang tackle for this is the winning edge. Didn't happen on the first drive, but it happened yeah. throughout the rest of the game. That first drive, I was like, damn. <laughs> was pretty ugly. <laughs> yeah. uh, press the kicking game. Here's where the breaks were made. Our kickers did just fine. Carry the fight to our opponent and keep it there for 60 minutes. We done it. Yep. We done it. Let's give a shout-out to our boy, Dane Davis. Uh, he won SEC Offensive Lineman of the Week for his performance versus Vanderbilt. Uh, Dane has had an incredible journey. He's came on our show, uh, done an interview, just a great person. It's great to see that Dane's getting some recognition because uh, he's certainly earned He's put the work in. He's put the effort in and, and being recognized with Offensive Lineman of the Week. I, I love it. Yeah, congrats, Dane. Like you said, he come on the show. He's, he's a hell of an individual. Hendon Hooker cleared to start practicing with the Lions. I can't wait to see Hendon Hooker in a, in a uh, Lions uniform. Fired up about that. Um, yeah, do you think we'll see him this year or no? No. I don't think we'll see him this think, year. Not, not, not in case, not unless something crazy happens because the Lions are right there. They're, they're probably going to be in the playoffs. They're going to be a contender to, to win the NFC, I believe, this year. I'll tell you something. The Lions haven't won a playoff game since 1992, I think it is. Wow. So, it's a long time. Gonna, this is see. the best shot they've had in a long time. You're going to say our boy Dobbs struggled mightily Monday night. Tim Allen from Home Improvement still waiting that playoff win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Dobbs struggled too. Them what weren't on him, though. Um, he had no time to throw the ball. No time to throw. I mean, uh, zero help. And I love how he's just been put on this pedestal and then yeah. he has one bad game and everybody just kicking him. You know, why? Well, the coach kind of threw him under the bus too. And I, I like. I like that coach, but it kind of ticked me off a well, little bit at the same time. Dobbs will tell you just before anybody else that his performance wasn't very good. Oh, so, yeah, 100%. So, there's no – he doesn't sugarcoat things, so. It, it's just ridiculous. This is the ridiculous thing in the NFL. This is why you can't build on no, mm-hmm. nothing. Like, the guy goes out and he's phenomenal for, what, three straight games, and then all of a sudden he has one bad game. They're like, I'll get rid of him. Yeah, everybody. I, I mean – I mean, the people do the same thing with Hopple or, or whatever, yep. you know. It's just – it's it's not it's about – What have you done for me lately, yeah, right? Well, yeah, what have you done for he'll, me lately? He'll come right. out this week and throw six touchdowns and suddenly, oh, you know, we found our quarterback again. And, yeah. that, and that's why teams like people the Vi- – do, People's done it with Joe all year, yep. you know. Um, but that's why teams like the Vikings struggle so much. It's also, like you said, though, two of those interceptions was certainly not on Dobbs. I mean, he hits the receiver right in the hands on one and in the face mask on another and – Balls pop up in the air, and give credit to the Chicago Bears. They they come out and played the best defensive game they played in a number of years, probably. Oh, they did, they just brought the house. Yeah, man. they did. They brought the and they house. just kept bringing it. And they just kicked field goals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Tennessee at slash Neyland Stadium, uh, number one attendance average in the SEC, and uh, third overall in the F, you know all of college football. So that that's big. That's big. Yep. Uh, Expand Neyland, yeah, your name. Oh, uh, put one hundred and fifty thousand there for all I care. Yep, I want to be the biggest. I, I definitely want to be the biggest. Yeah, for sure. Daddy, why have you listening? We want to be the biggest and the best always. Screw Michigan. So, one hundred one nine fifteen was our average for the season. I believe what was the total? Seven hundred forty one thousand on the year. It was no. It was the total was over. Oh, I don't know on the year, but uh, what was it over? I know over the thirteen game, I believe yep. period. Um, yeah, but number one SEC on both average attendance and total attendance, and number three 
in average attendance for the nation. So that's great news. Former Tennessee defensive end Derek Barnett uh, has signed with the Texans. So uh, excited. I love Derek Barnett. He had a ACL injury this year. So um, I guess the Eagles got rid of him. And AFC. Texans is in a bad place to be right now, like it, Corbin mentioned um, before the show started. The AFC South is about to be really good. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence tearing it up down in Jacksonville. He, I mean, he's doing way better than I ever thought Trevor Lawrence would ever I mean, do. You've got C.J. Stroud, you've got Trevor Lawrence, you've got Anthony Richardson, who I don't know if he's going to pan out or not, and you've got Will Levis, who we just don't know what we're going to get out of, the, out of that. So the AFC South is going to be young and up I, and coming. I ain't got no confidence in Will Levis. I ain't got, no, yeah. I ain't got much confidence in <laughs> I don't the either. Titans, to be honest, at the moment, but that is what it is. You've got Garner Minshew, I mean. Indy, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how to even like describe him. He he just reminds me of, like some guy off the side of the street that walks up and down the roadways. Is all I can think. Every time I see him, he just has that persona for me for some reason. <laughs> uh, Tennessee basketball falls to North Carolina, ninety-two to one hundred. Horrible, horrible first half. Great comeback though, but you can't give up sixty-one first half points and expect to. You know, you know what's funny? I was talking about this at work today. That's the most proud and upset I've been at the same time <laughs> for a basketball game I've watched in a long time because they were down by 26 points at one point and come back and made that a game at the very end. And I was proud of the comeback they made. They, they showed some grit. They showed some toughness. Uh, Don't Connect is a beast. A mm-hmm. uh, little disappointed in, in Santiago Vescovi. I didn't see him on the, on the court very much. He's been much. struggling all year. He's been struggling a little bit. and uh, There's something a little bit off with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we didn't have a walk-up for the game, and that doesn't help. But uh, He would have helped on the inside. He would have certainly helped on the inside. Didn't help not to have him. But Tennessee basketball is going to be just fine, guys. So mm-hmm. quit hitting the panic button. Yeah, we've lost three games and, 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 you know, three in a row, really. But to all two top 15 teams, no doubt, and two in back-to-back nights. And one of them was a <laughs> slugfest, to say the least, and the next mm-hmm. one on the very night. So. Don't be worried. Tennessee's going to be right there in the SEC, and they'll be right there in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, Spode said the best. I mean, through the, as the season goes on, we're just going to continue to get better with this team. This team's going to get better, and it, they're going to – by the time we get to SEC tournament play, it's going to be a whole different team than we are now. And like Spode said, the teams we've lost to, you don't put your head down at them teams. North Carolina yesterday was the best team in the country. No, nobody was beating North Carolina with the way they played. Uh, I agree. They, they were shooting lights yeah. out. That first half's like, oh, my. They, they could have threw it up from your garage here and made it, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> that game we had against Purdue, that was uh, – listen, Purdue's damn good. Yeah, yep. they're solid. They're very they're very good. Yeah, Dalton Connect's amazing. 37 points, six rebounds, three and I, three assists. I believe if he doesn't get hurt, Tennessee might actually pull it off. I'd, it would have been tough, but they would have had a better it chance. It would have been a lot closer. Yeah. Uh, Josiah Jordan-James played really good, 20 points, five rebounds. Uh, Adu had 13 points, four rebounds. Like y'all said, the team is good. They're going to get it together. Yeah, they're going to get it together. They're only going to get better. Um, I hope I hope Connect's ankle's okay. I hadn't heard anything about that today. Yeah, I'm not heard anything. But either. it looked just like a simple rolled ankle. Hopefully, a, a minor sprain. He might be out for a week or so. But let's hope we get him back on the court soon. SEC play at least. I, I want to throw a little North Carolina. They, I mean, they got the blue blood calls. Um, they did. They shot 38 free throws to Tennessee's 18. Yeah. That is a big difference, Major. That's a huge That's difference. 
And to their credit, they made their free throws. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was looking this morning, and I noticed. Uh, Even the dude that shoots like 51% was like perfect. I noticed this morning that we uh, we had shot, we had shot, we had made like eight, nine more baskets than North Carolina did the whole game. And still lost. Yeah. Hit the comment box real quick. Uh, Zachary Bunch says, Elijah filled the gaps regardless if it was candy. Robin Shelton, as always, has to pop in here with that. Uh, hey, enjoy that bowl game, Robin. He says, go Gators. Oh, yeah, well, where, where are they going? Yeah, where, yeah, where are you They're going? They're going golfing, I believe. Where are you going, Robin? They said uh, the swim the swim team is playing now. Edith is back. <laughs> she says uh, she's been aching for her Spanky for two weeks now, and he stands me up. Spanky is supposed to be here. He's supposed well, to be here. We got a little breaking news here on our uh, messages here. Dwayne Fulbright says that the local 384 iron workers have been told work will start on England Stadium after the season is over, getting started on a big party deck and hotel. Yeah, that's that. That should be what they're doing on D10, I believe. Yep. Or G- D10, G10, I believe, on the top. Um, Troy says the last three games, opponents have shot 108 free throws compared to Tennessee's 54. Dang, I didn't know that. that so that's that. a crazy stat. Well, that's, let's, that's, let's also not go and look up the penalties called against Tennessee and for Tennessee on the year two. I've seen a big blob on that where Tennessee was ranked dead – Nearly the bottom of all of FBS for penalties called for us and near the top for penalties called against us. Yeah, especially like um, – Had to pull that up again, yeah. but it was pretty interesting to see. Yeah, it, I don't know. I get so mad about it. It's been, it's, <laughs> it's been bad. Like, it has been. It's been bad everywhere. But I don't know if, like, Vegas lost a bunch of money on Tennessee last year because we was always covering or, you know, I don't <laughs> – I don't know what the deal is. Uh, Jonathan Hahn says Dalton Connect is okay. Is he? That's, That's good what to he hear. Says. He's, a, he's a big shot uh, with the volunteer club, so he probably he's probably good not. Good to hear, buddy. I appreciate he's, he's that info. Uh, Lady Vols, they fought to Notre Dame 74-69 to last night. Uh, <clears throat> kind of, um, I don't know, kind of a – Opposite effect, you know. Not going to sugarcoat it. That was first half and um, pretty disappointed in, in the loss this time. Uh, you know, they're playing a very tough schedule as well, and still doing it without Rakia Jackson. But he had a sixteen point lead at home, and you were playing great, and then mm-hmm. it just it just fell apart. And I can't explain why they did have a chance to win at the end, and Sarah Puckett missed a three pointer. Uh, it was a great shot. It just it just barely rimmed out, but. Uh, Buddy Vols are still fine as well. They're going to put it together. Um, yeah, they, they just fell apart. But another rough, I said it like a week or two ago, Kelly Harper, I don't know, she struggles in these. And I, I know they don't have Rakia, but she struggles in the early the early season. I know she, yeah. she, I mean, she makes a tough schedule yep. too. Yeah, they're playing. Uh, they have another top 15 team this weekend mm-hmm. in Ohio State. I know Notre Dame's always been She struggled really bad last year. Uh, Sorry, for I know the Dame's always been top women's college basketball, so I knew it was going to be a tough, uh, tough opponent. I didn't get to watch the game because it was an early game in a way, and I didn't get home from work until it was about over, so I really can't comment on it. But from the way it sounds, it wasn't that. It was a tough loss. It, it was. It really was. It was uh, fun to watch for the first half, and then the second half, you just see it, and it just they never got it back. 
All right. Uh, we will be right back with our um, first main talking point of the day. Stick with us. All right, and we're back. Next, we've got our first main talking point of the day presented by Big Orange Concrete. Pumping. Pumping. Where's, well, where's we'll Spanky? For, we'll do it for Spanky. He didn't show up. Where is Spanky? Why ain't he here? I know. What time is it now? What time he say he'd it's be after here? after nine. Yeah, it's after nine. He's a liar. Anybody know where Spanky's at? Call and tell him to get his ass here. I bet I know where he's at. Um, Taylor Jones with Big Orange Concrete Pumping has been doing this type of work for a very long time. He has one of the biggest lime pumps in the state, so make sure you reach out to Big Orange Concrete Pumping for any of your concrete needs. All right, let's get Vols Deep, each position group. Let's grade them from their performance during the Vanderbilt game. Let's start with quarterbacks. There's no way to say anything other than an A+. Uh, Joe Milton was uh, ungodly, really. He was... He looked like the Joe Milton we wanted to see forever. Uh, four touchdowns through the year, uh, two touchdowns on the ground, uh, mounted for six total. He looked great the whole game, and I was I was happy to see Joe go out like that in England Stadium. Yeah, like I said I, earlier, best game of the year, best performance of the year for Joe Milton. I gave him an A. Yeah, yep. and I had to give an A to Nico as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah Nico played good. Yeah, I've got an A for quarterbacks as a whole as well. What about running backs? I gave the running backs a B. Nothing really stood out to me for running backs this, this week. They done their jobs. They, they ran well, but nothing flashy, nothing spectacular. Uh, just a solid overall game. I gave them a B. I mean, it was more of a passing game than it was a running game this week. Yeah, I, I went A with running backs. Um, I don't know. They just did what they needed to did, do. Did what they needed to do, uh, yeah. We threw it a lot more than, you know, what we've been. And what about wide receivers? You know, if you get the quarterback A+, plus, that means your wide receivers get A+, plus as well. We already talked about it. We had two receivers over 100 yards, uh, and then nine players total caught the ball. So, uh, A-plus to all of our wideouts. Yeah, A-plus to the receivers. We had uh, nine players caught, I mean, nine players caught the ball. Phenomenal performance by the wide receivers. Uh, well, Mel Keaton had four catches for 122 yards. That's phenomenal. Squall White, big performance for him. Jacob Bourne, good performance for him. And on down the line, just mm-hmm. phenomenal for the day. <clears throat> yeah, I'm giving A to the wide receivers. I'm giving A to the tight ends as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great for the tight ends, Big Daddy. I give our tight ends an A. You know, both tight ends caught a touchdown pass. Uh, Jacob Warren had over 80 yards receiving. McKellen Castles uh, also caught some good balls. Uh, I thought it was a good overall performance once again. Offensive line. Uh, gave offensive line. It's right along with the offense. I gave him an A. Uh, protected our quarterback, opened up some lanes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had time all day long to throw the ball. Yeah, I give him an A as well. I think they had gave up one sack, but that may be it. 
Yeah, I'm going with the A. You can't can't complain much. Uh, defensive line. I went with a B. Uh, nothing nothing really stood out. Uh, Vanderbilt had a great opening drive, but they didn't do anything after that really. So uh, I gave us a B. Uh, I'll give us an A. I thought we done pretty good on the defensive line front. I'm going B plus for defensive line, defensive backs. Uh, just like I just said earlier, Vanderbilt. Other than the they had a good opening first drive, and for that reason alone, uh, I took them out of A and gave us a B. Give me a B for them as well. Yep, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go a little bit lower. I'm gonna go C. Okay, back. fair enough. Uh, linebackers, I'm also going C. Um, I don't know. I know we're playing a lot of young bodies. We're, we're, we're certainly playing young bodies. bodies uh, but we were in the backfield all night too, as well. Mm-hmm. And Vanderbilt's quarterback was pressured and and hit several times, even when he shouldn't have been hit, but. That's another story for another day. We can talk about that too later if you want to. <laughs> I think it needs to be talked about a little bit. What about special teams? Uh, we missed a field goal. We had a fumble on a punt return, so it's a B for me. Missed a field goal, fumble. Give me a give me a B. I mean, we didn't. Do nothing stupid, so yeah, give me a B. That's where I've got to set two as a B, just from the fumble and the field goal. Let's give out some game balls. Who would you give the game ball to on offense versus Vanderbilt? I got with Mel Keaton just for that 122-yard performance he had because he averaged 30.5 yards uh, a catch. It's it's Joe Milton. He went out on top. I Six touchdowns. Him. It's easily Joe Milton this game. Usually I put two, maybe three on there just to kind of – Spread the love, but I, you got to go, Joe. Yeah, you got to sure. go, Joe. Uh, what about on defense? Will Books, he had eight tackles on the night. Yeah, that's where I was going with it as well. So, and they we hadn't said all year, so I like that. I'm just going to go Joshua Joseph, just because I, I like his play, uh, I like his game, I like that he wasn't backing off of mm-hmm. any of them Vanderbilt players. Um, anything in the comments that we're missing? Uh, we talked about it earlier about. Uh, Jackson Ross is continuing to be a start punter, so that's a weapon we're going to have for a number of years. Jonathan says offensive line was patchwork this week, and I think that impacted our running game, but they did pass block well. Yeah, they we have a lot of a lot of holes, man, a lot of holes. No doubt. But they they did they did good. Um, I mean we've we've been offensive line struggled since uh, shoot I guess since week one uh, or week zero with Cooper, so. Uh, Kamal says we need to get a good wide receiver one on the roster going into next year. We've got some good guys on the team, but even if Brew comes back, he's a low-end wide receiver one and a great wide receiver two at best. Nico needs a stud to throw to next year. Yeah, and I have confidence that, that uh, Coach Hopple is going to go into the transfer portal and find oh, he's a, he's that weapon. Hot. We thought um, Dante Thornton was going to be that for us this year, and it, it didn't pan out to be that way. So I think Dante still could be too. I think he can. Yeah, he, just, he could get there. Um, but yeah, I think we're gonna hit Texas A&M super hard. Yeah, and there's uh, can't think of the name, but a really good one leaving South Carolina supposedly. So, supposedly, supposedly, and that was the same one that uh, that torched us the um, mm-hmm. year before. So he doesn't like playing a new one right now, but maybe we can change <laughs> his mind. Yeah, I would maybe like he does it. like playing a new one. Uh, Josh says, Joseph's on one end, Pierce on the other. That defensive line is going to be nasty on the edge. Yeah, um, 
man, for the last like two, three years, we've recruited so heavily on defensive ends, and yeah. I love it. I mean, we're still doing it. You know, oh, like, oh yeah, you, you can't get enough of it. And you got you got to have depth there because those guys they they're you don't want to say they're injury prone, but it's a it's more of a contact area, and they're going to be subject to those hits a lot. So the deeper we are, the better we are. Yep. Can't agree more with that. And then, um, I mean, Rodney Garner, he likes like a 12-man rotation, you know. So, um, that's perfect. You know, you got to get that get that depth rolling in. You're good to go. Uh, thank you all for listening to our first main talking point of the day. We're going to take a short break. Got a commercial coming your way. Got a giveaway coming your way. Uh, share this out for us, please. Give us some likes. Give us some comments. Next, we're going to have start, bench, cut. Big Orange Concrete Pumping. They can accommodate any residential or commercial concrete project that you may have in mind. They have one of the biggest lime pumps in the state. They take a lot of pride in their work, and they're waiting on your phone call today. Their number is 865-371-3367. Whether you're pumping noise and kneeling or pumping concrete, make sure you roll with the Big Orange. That's Big Orange Concrete Pumping, 865-371-3367. 67. All right, welcome back to episode 27, live from the Vols Deep Man Cave. Just uh, me and you now, Luke. Me and, yep, Corbin had to take him a little break. Hey, while, while Corbin stepped out, you know, I want to go ahead and take a moment to mention uh, the Knoxville Ice Bears. Uh, the governor, new head coach, Andrew Harrison, is taking over uh, for Ryan Clark, who we've uh, allowed to resign before we uh, terminated him. I'm just going to put it bluntly. You get that corner. They started the season 0-6. is by far the worst start of any Knoxville Ice Bears season. Not even close. But now they've won six of the last nine games. They've, they've moved up in the rankings a little bit. Their next two home games are December 15th for Lord of the Rink Night and December 16th for Kids Take Over the Show Superhero Night. So if you've never been to a Knoxville Ice Bears hockey game, I advise you to check them out. Tickets are available through Ticketmaster, just like anybody else now. Or you can send me a message on Facebook, and uh, we'll talk about that. So, go Ice Bears. Hey, hey. I never, I didn't go to an Ice Bears game to about two years ago, and I went one time, and I was hooked. I don't know nothing about hockey. You get us but, that sponsor. But, dang, it's good. I do. I, I think we need a podcast right there live to Knoxville Civic Coliseum. You that Knoxville Ice Bears sponsor. Yeah, we need to go. We, me and Corbin went to one uh, last last year. It's fun. It is fun. It is fun. Take the family. Have a few beers. Waste <laughs> we, some hell. <laughs> we need to get a player to come be on this podcast one night. I think it, I could get that to happen. Oh, yeah. I think you could get it to happen. Um, all right. We hope everybody's having a great Thursday night. Um, let's get into start bench cut. How this works, I'll give a question. We have to rank our answers in order from first to last. Start being one, cut being last. Last. Uh, which loss were you most disappointed with this football season? Florida, Alabama, or Missouri? Easiest question you've ever put on here. Uh, by far, I'm starting, and the most disappointment all year long was that Florida loss. Uh, I don't know if I've ever been more dejected after a loss. Net Florida loss this year. Uh, it was just it was a horrendous feeling. We all we all know it. I'm going to bench Missouri. Missouri was a is a good team this year. Let's just put it how it is. Missouri's played great. And I'm going to cut Alabama because Alabama is Alabama. I'm going to start Florida as well, just uh off the fact that I feel if we had to beat Florida, things could have panned out a little bit differently for us. We could yeah, I, I'm a believer that we would have played di differently through the rest of the mm -hmm. season. 
Uh, bench Missouri. That was just that's a god awful game, but that no, it's not tougher than Florida. I'll tell you that. But Alabama, I mean, it, it's Alabama. It's not like I expect to beat Alabama, so mm-hmm. especially the way we was playing. But I was very impressed in the way we did play Alabama. Mine's a little bit different. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start Missouri. Just be, I know they're good. But we don't lose to these losers, and that just Florida like we we won there in 20 years. So, I mean, we should have won. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. We but how many times have we should have won down there? A lot. And like our, our, our early on in like when we first started doing this, one of the questions I asked was, um. Which game scares you the most? And all y'all looked at me like I was crazy when I said Florida because yeah. we just expected to win. But I'm going to bench Florida. Um, I love that they're not going to a bowl game. And then I'm going to cut Alabama. I do think we should have beat Alabama. Um, we <laughs> come out as just a totally different team in the second half. Get out, out of the three teams on this list, I can say that we're better than one of them for sure. We're better than Florida. I can't yeah. say we're better than Missouri this year. Missouri's – Proved themselves on the field. They have. No, they're good. They're very good. Um, but, and I like the running back a lot. I love his story. I don't like him. <laughs> well, you <laughs> Not know. after what he did to us. Um, Maybe he could enter the transfer portal. Jonathan says he's going to start Florida. He's going to bench Missouri, and he's going to cut Bama. Zach Bunch says uh, the Florida game was devastating. Uh, we it was. Played, we played our best ball of the year against Bama. Yeah, the first half we did. Robin Sheldon said he cuts Florida. <laughs> uh, Josh has Florida hurt us the rest of the season But you'll never convince me Missouri is 30 points better than us I agree with that They're, They might be I still think our roster is better than Missouri though On paper we should be um, I don't know I don't know That was rough That was just a rough That was a rough day Miranda is uh, talking to Edith and uh, Kamal. That's what I'm reading about, right now. About the names. Edith and Kamal. He, yeah. said, he said, pick him some winners tonight and I'll buy you a belt of your own so you don't have to worry about them cheating. See, I'm not even getting these comments. But there's there's a lot watching them. Say, so y- y'all are a bunch of cheaters. Luke's the greatest, though. Luke, you, you do a fantastic job. <laughs> uh, Justin Giles says, Tar Heels. Any response to that? Hope we get you in the bowl game. Yeah, we'll, we'll see you in... in in Jacksonville, probably. Hey, who was right about North Carolina this year? You were right, Corbin. I told everybody, Mac Brown, North Carolina. It's but North Carolina they, football. And everybody thought, they, oh, they're a national championship caliber team. Like, no, North Carolina will never be national but championship. But they did go way longer than you thought they would. They did. I'll give them credit on that point. But they fell apart here at the end of the season. Yeah. All right. And I'm not a North Carolina hater. but Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's just North Carolina football, you know. Uh, today is Ben Stiller's 57th birthday. Start bench cut these Ben Stiller movies. Meet the Parents, Tropic Thunder, and Dodgeball. You could dodge a wrench, you could dodge a ball. That's so a good one. I start Dodgeball. It's still a movie I can go back and watch today and laugh at. I'm going to bench Meet the Parents. I've enjoyed that one more than once. I'm going to cut Tropic Thunder. I'm gonna start meet the parents. I don't know why they meet the Fockers ain't on here. So well, it's I, I meant to put like the whole saga. Yeah, the I whole, mean the whole like the whole franchise is just yeah. That's great stuff. I'm yeah. telling you, Dodgeball, bench it. Dodgeball's a good movie, mm-hmm. but I don't know what the hell Tropic Thunder is. Yeah. Are <laughs> you missing out? <laughs> Neither one of you seen it. It's I've seen it, but it's been you uh, should have knew. I wouldn't know this like one oh. of these movies. So. Jonathan Hornlock's Tropic Thunder. 
Tropic Thunder is hilarious. Is it in I'm, Amazon? I'm, I'm making a note right now that you all need to watch Tropic Thunder. Is it based in the Amazon? You'll just have to see. You'll have to see. Uh, but you had the right order. I'm going to start the Meet the Parents saga. Uh, I'm going to bench Dodgeball. I used to like go to sleep watching Dodgeball every night yeah. just because it was a DVD. And, anyway. <laughs> and uh, DVD. Who watches those these days? And it was just always in there, and I just turn it on. We're showing our age now. And then uh, I'm going to cut Tropic Thunder, but I absolutely love Tropic Thunder. Antonio Bridges says, hey, what's up, brother? Thanks for stopping in. Um, <laughs> Appreciate your support, man. For yep, sure. 100%. Um, yeah, Patrick says you're going to start Tropic Thunder. Uh, Josh Jackson says Tropic Thunder is a classic. Uh, I've jo- never <laughs> even heard of the movie before. Jonathan <laughs> says it's the greatest movie ever made. Uh yeah, it makes my eyes rain and booty sweat. Yeah, y'all just gotta watch. We well, it sounds like we're gonna. Sweat. We might have Amazon a watch. Prime Traffic Thunder later. We might have a watch part. It's on. Uh, uh, it's on YouTube TV. I know that Jonathan Hans says Antonio Bridges is a legend. Facts. Antonio's the man. All right, which former Vol basketball player would you bring back for this season? Chris Lofton, Grant Williams, or Admiral Schofield? This is easy for me. You bring back the man. You bring back Grant Williams. Really? Uh, yes. Yeah. I bring back Grant Williams. I think we're good on the outside. I think we got several three-point shooters, but I'm going to bench Chris Lofton. And as tough as it is, and as much as I love Admiral, out of these three, I'm going to cut him. I'm going to say Chris Lofton because I love Chris Lofton. I, hey, we was talking It'd be about nice him. to have somebody that could drain a few threes. Oh, quick. That's one thing that aggravated me, too, with some of them games as a – we just throwing three after three after three after three. Mm-hmm. All we had to do is play for two out there and be down by two to three points at times and just kept shooting the damn three ball. Yeah. Just put herself in a hole eventually. But Chris Lofton, a lot of people forgets that he just he just got he just retired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He they played did, uh, retired his jersey last year. No, I'm talking about he just retired oh, from playing uh, he the, played overseas until like one or two years ago. They were reti- yeah, it was last year he retired and they um they retired his jersey at, at uh the Food City Center, yeah, uh, Thompsonville and Arena last year too. So, but bench Grant Williams, I love Grant Williams and uh, Schofield. Uh, Schofield was just a beast. Put put him at tight end. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start Lofton. I think. Yeah, I, I think we need to. Uh, we need. I to, love Lofton. So we need the three game. Um. I'm going to bench Grant Williams. We do need him inside. And mm-hmm. Admiral Schofield might be like – he's like probably my top three. I love I love, I Admiral. love him, but I'm going to have to cut him. You know, um, one thing's for certain about this basketball team, they don't lack a toughness. No. No, golly, no. this is a tough, hard-nosed basketball team. They're fun to watch. I think we miss Euros inside. Too. I think we do too. I think we do a lot I, more. I think, I think we miss Euros' attitude. We got the whole comments up in arms on that one. Yep. Yep. Uh, Patrick says he's going to start Grant. Um, he also says Tom Cruise has Tom Cruise has the best role in Tropic. It is funny. God, yeah. it's funny. And Tom Cruise really ain't funny, but he's funny. Uh, Josh says Admiral all the way. Zach Zachary Bunch says Lofton. We need a shot to hit. Uh, Jonathan Hahn says Ron Slay wants to talk to you about this. <laughs> Brent, hey, Ron. Ron likes the Vol Daddy. <laughs> We can talk. Um, let's see. Zachary Bunch said he had the cancer deal uh, crazy that he played after. Uh, Lofton would dominate this team. We're always short on guys that can 
that can create their own shot. I 100% agree with Kamal there. Uh, SSC says Corbin sucks, so I'm guessing that Spanky's watching, but he's not here. Uh, Spanky may be three or four different names in our comments right now. Who knows? Uh, Jesse says he's going to start uh, Grant, Bench, Lofton, and Admiral. Let's get the next one. Uh, who's your favorite to win NBA Finals as of now? The Celtics, the Bucks, or the Warriors? Neither. None, Neither. none of them three. Well, you've got to. That's Good that's the options. Well, who's yours? I'd put the Nuggets number one, but that's just me. But uh, I mean, they all got all three good teams. Damian Lillard's at the Bucks now, but I'm just not a believer in that Bucks team. Cut them. I'm not a believer in the Bucks right now. And uh, bench bench the Celtics. The Celtics ain't won a championship since 2008, and before that, it was goes back to the 80s. And you got to start the Warriors. I mean, the Warriors are. Listen, that whole team's been together pretty much for yeah. they still 12, have, 13 years now. They still have Steph Curry, so as long as they have Steph Curry and can shoot the ball like they can, I'll start the Warriors, so I'm going to bench the Celtics and I'll cut the Bucks. Sorry, I'm laughing at the comments. That's, 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 gonna, <laughs> that's my extent of my NBA talk for the season. I'm going to start the Bucks. I like them. I just got a good feeling about them. I'm going to bench the Warriors. Hard not to start them just because somebody's got to <laughs> stop it. And then uh, I'm going to cut the Celtics. Um, which NFL team will more likely get a wild card playoff spot? The five and six Packers, the five and six Rams, or the five and six Saints? Well, remember, this is the teams that actually goes out and go out game one of the NFL after the wild card and mm-hmm. beat, beat a damn good team and be like, well, where the hell they come from? I'm going to start. Uh, this this is really tough because uh, all three are just dangerous enough to, to beat somebody they shouldn't beat. Uh, the Saints' defense is really good, but they let the Falcons uh, handle them this weekend, so I didn't I didn't buy that. I think the team playing the best right now out of these three may be the Packers. So I'm going to start the Packers. Uh, Jordan Love has, has done pretty well the last couple of weeks. I'm going to bench – I guess I'm going to bench the Saints and, and cut the Rams. I got the same exact order, but I will say this. Jordan Love and the Packers, I believe he's going to get – way better and I think he's going to lead that team in the future the Packers do not just get a quarterback they went from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers to now Jordan Love they have a plan in place this Packers team knows what they're doing with Jordan Love and I'm a believer in Jordan Love and I think he can make the playoffs this year with that team of course as it gets colder you know they have that that clear home field advantage yeah yeah Yeah, I'm going to start the Packers I'm going to bench the Rams I'm going to cut the Saints that's the that's my order um Zach says, Ronald Sylvester Slay, the best everywhere, a headband. I didn't know that was his middle name, but I love, I love Zach. Or Ron, <laughs> I love Ron Slay. I love you too, Zach. Uh, Kamal says, the Bucks. Lillard is the man. He's got ice in his veins. I like Damian Lillard. Do you all like Damian Lillard? I, like, I do. I like Damian Lillard. I just, uh, it's weird him not to be in Portland. It is weird. I'm always, it's, I always look at players when you're at a certain place for so long, and you leave that team and go somewhere else, it is sink or swim by the way. You could tell he wasn't happy towards the end. So, yeah. um, But that was Start Bench Cut, a very fun segment, one of my personal favorites. We'll have our second main talking point of the day next. We're going to answer some tough questions. Stick around. Uh, we got a giveaway coming your way. Give us some shares. Give us some likes. We're on Facebook and YouTube. 
ZNN Concrete are the professionals you need to call for all of your concrete finishing needs. Driveways, sidewalks, curbs, garage pads, footers, and much more. They can do it all. No job is too big, no job is too small. Give ZNN Concrete a call today, 865-360-6176. Residential or commercial. That's ZNN Concrete, 865-360-6176. All right, welcome back. We got our second main talking point of the day. Um, how disappointed are you with this Tennessee football team overall this season? I said it at the beginning of the year. I said it on the podcast a couple weeks ago. My disappointment would be if we lost to Florida, Alabama, and Georgia. And guess what? We lost to all three. So I'm I'm pretty disappointed in, in the way the season's turned out. I'm not disappointed in our effort. I'm not disappointed in our guys. I'm not disappointed in Josh Heupel. I'm just disappointed in the way it turned out. It should have been better. It could have been better. Uh, but it is what it is. So uh, I'll support our Vols no matter where they go in the ball game. I hope it's warm. Uh, but 8-4 uh, and four is 8-4. and four. It's a lot better than it was just four seasons ago. I'm disappointed in the Missouri loss, for sure. I'm disappointed in the Florida loss. I'm also disappointed in uh, the way our offensive played this season, honestly. I feel like uh, we have gave up a lot on offense this year. Yeah. Uh, just, this is not what we expect and what what should have happened, honestly. Yeah, the play call, I think, is what I'm most disappointed with offensively. Um, I'm disappointed we should have beat Florida. Um, Missouri's having a miracle season, but I still think that we were good enough to beat them. Um, we're going to be okay, but I just expected um, like 10-2, and 9-3, you know. Oh, that, we all expected that was, it. That, that was where I was at. Um, and we and we could have been, so we can't take that away. Like Alabama, we played damn good against Alabama. Should have beat Florida. Yeah, Jonathan, he says that, um, you know, slightly below expectations, but the losses were really bad. We're still, we're still miles better than what we was. Oh, yeah. We're not, yeah. We're so, not calling for so, any heads or anything. No, right absolutely now. not. No, I mean, this, I mean, we, we, I mean, this is not the Derek Daly years. This is not Jimmy Pruitt years. This is not the Butch Jones years. And, and you know, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but we went 10 and 2 last year, and, and how spoiled were we immediately? And, and, we put Josh Hoppel up here as being the, the greatest thing since sliced bread, and you know, did we do we did he peak too soon? Because you know, I don't, I don't think he peaked. I don't, don't know if he's peaked, but you know, but I think like, once you get to the top of that mountain, you want to keep climbing. So he's just a victim of how good he was in your team. Yeah, absolutely. And I, that, I'll stand on that mountain. Um, expectations mm -hmm. that does something. To but we love having expectations. We are Tennessee, so. We should always expect that best. Yeah, but the sta you know, that, that standard, we have that standard, yes, absolutely. Regardless that it's been, you know, upheld, you know, or not, that that's the standard. So, uh, do you think Josh Heupel needs to make a coaching change this offseason? You know, I certainly think he needs to look at an uh, offensive coordinator that, that's going to at least have some gumption to call some uh, more aggressive plays. I, that, that's yeah. what disappointed me more than anything else. And we just you just said it a minute ago was mm. – was we just didn't seem aggressive like we were last year. Uh, I want to see that cutthroat, stomp, them, stomp a mud hole in them, run the ball down their throats, throw it over top of them all game, every game. 
Yeah, I, I do believe uh, look into it because I feel like we took a step back this year on offense compared to like what you were saying. We're taking aggressive aggressive calls, mm-hmm. aggressive risks, stuff like that. And also the hurry up this year, we did not. We wasn't a hurry up team this year compared to what we was. And when is the last time we ran a trick play of any kind? Yeah, we didn't run many tricks of plays. any kind of trick play. And it's just, I feel like we was playing old school Tennessee football at times this year, mm-hmm. like like old school, like standardized five ten yard passes, mm-hmm. same thing, run the ball up the middle, run the ball up the middle, and then throw a five yard slant. Mm-hmm. Like like I, I felt like I was stuck in a dimension. Yeah, I don't know that he makes a change, but like you all said, I think we miss Go- Alex Golish way more than I think we thought we would. No doubt. Um, and I think that there needs to be somebody that – whether I don't know if it's play calling or scheme or something, but it just it, it got super yeah. conservative. I am certainly – I want to put this out record. I am certainly not calling for this to happen. But if the unforeseeable happens and – uh, Josh Hopple's no longer a head coach at the University of Tennessee. I think Josh Gowish is one of the first people we should call. I could, I could definitely, yeah, I, I definitely got to be on top five list or something. Yeah, definitely have to be. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think a change needs to happen, but we you know, need to add somebody or you know, a mindset change or something. Well, what was crazy is the beginning of the season, like Milton would not. We're not trying nothing, like to own it or nothing. Like that was the craziest mm-hmm. thing ever. Like, how how long are they going for? Five, six games? Yeah, I certainly believe he was hurt more than what they were letting on. Uh, what position groups? Well, let me hit the comments real quick because we had a few um, in there. Uh, Miranda says that she thinks that we would have done better uh, with better on the field leadership. I can see what she's saying there because you didn't really have that. <clears throat> you like when Brew went down. I think Brew was the guy on offense, but you never had the guy that was just, you know, just holding the team to an expectation. So I could agree with that. Kamal says sixth best ro- best roster, sixth best record in the SEC. You can't be mad about it. Um, Saban never won a national championship at Michigan State. Coaching can only do so much. Just keep building. Uh, that stable and stay competitive. Yeah, I man, that's a solid point. No doubt. Solid point. Um, and, you know, there's also a point to be made that, that these players have now have a, another year under the belt with these coaches, so uh, continuity is an important thing. You don't want to start uh, fresh again next year with new play callers and all that stuff. So Yeah. Um, Zachary Bunch says we're extremely young next year, but I like it a lot. I do too. And we, we, the list is pretty long of the ones that can, um, we got options appeal or, yeah, or do the COVID year and, and stuff like that. You locked him out, Corbin. Oh, no, it's not, is it? Uh, He's not here, is he? The dumbass. Oh, is not man. The building. Oh, uh. business, business has picked up. Yep. Views are about to go down. I'm just kidding. Come on, baby. Grand entrance. Everybody's looking at you. You're gonna have to move that microphone in the middle. Yeah, yeah. This this is my seat today. We're putting you in the middle. You show yeah. up late. You don't get the comfy chair. Uh-huh. And that rush, that wraps us up for this week, folks. Appreciate you tuning <laughs> in. Yeah. You have to put that closer, though. Uh... All right.
All right, what position groups does Tennessee need to focus on uh, most in the transfer portal? Wide receiver. It's kind of obvious. Uh, you got to talk in the microphone, Spike. I know I'm not used to having to share yeah. a microphone for once. But, no, wide receiver, uh, as we saw towards the uh, middle and back end of the season, uh, we need more depth at wide receiver play um, because depth is big, especially in college football because you got some teams like Georgia and Alabama who they lose somebody and they just regroup and they find, they pull another one out of there. So I think depth at the wide receiver is very important. I'm worried about our offensive and defensive lines. Uh, we had quite a few injuries, especially here at the end of the year. Uh, I want to see more depth there. Uh, we got a lot of lot of age on our line that, that could leave, graduate, or, or go elsewhere. So I think we need to, to hit that transfer portal, bring a couple more linemen in here, and, and uh, beef us up a little bit more. It's crazy. I actually, agree you're spanky. <laughs> Probably not for long. Let's go, Cowboys. Uh, uh, offensive line, I think tight ends because we're losing Castles and Warren both. Yeah, no that, doubt. That's huge. Um, linebackers, we're good, but we're very young. And we, I think, as always, the last couple of years, we need some defensive backs. Um, Kamal says linebackers, and we need a wide receiver one. We definitely need a, a WR one. Josh says that Edith – was looking for you, Spanky. She's been in here this whole time. Yeah, I bet she has. Uh, you got talking to Mike, Spanky. Zach, uh, no, I'm sorry. Zach Bunch says, uh-oh, there goes the town. Send the Spanky walked in. Josh. And watch the ratings go up here in just Josh a says, uh, just get here whenever you can, Spanky. Sorry, everybody. I actually have something to do. Okay, I actually had a basketball game we played, and it's a Thursday night. And, and you know, we were going to do this show on Wednesday, but, you know, we had bigger fish to fry. Or got fried. Yeah, we got fried. Hey, look, we might come back. Like you can't. We, we've already talked about that. We've been there. Box, I'm not used to it. Damn it. <laughs> Edith says, "Oh God, yeah." There's my spanky. Oh God, that's water uh, leak somewhere. Jonathan, <laughs> Jonathan says, "Portal moves need our help. Uh, we need nil money." Yep, that's a pitch for the volunteer club, and he's exactly right. Haslam's um, got it. That's where it comes from. Um, who do you hope wins the SEC championship? This is a hope. Uh, I'm going with the University of Alabama because we're not in it, so I might as well just watch the rest of the country and the uh, rest of the whole playoff ranking just unfold in the drama in front of our own very eyes. And I think it's very compelling television if Alabama beats Georgia. I said on this podcast a few weeks ago that I think Alabama is going to have a chance at the playoffs. Now I don't think as much because they still got somehow Ohio State's more superior than Alabama right. with a one loss Ohio yeah. State. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like they, they Ohio State plays nobody all year. What's wrong with you, Spo? Dear Lord Jesus, please help me for what I'm about to say here. <laughs> I hope that the University of Alabama – wins the SEC championship. I can't believe I'm sitting on here alive on the air saying those I'm very words. But I almost agree with exactly what Spanky said. Oh, you walk in here, we agree with you suddenly. Mm-hmm. But uh, it would make for a major shakeup in uh, the college football playoff if Alabama mm-hmm. squeaks out a win against Georgia and then, then some madness happens and Michigan struggles against Iowa and then you never know what could happen and we could get two SEC teams in the playoffs, and then suddenly Tennessee is looking at Tampa, which is a whole lot better than Jacksonville. 
Well, here's my thing that compels me. Okay, let's say Michigan wins, then um, Washington beats Oregon, and then Texas wins, and then Alabama wins. Like, you – Like, that's the thing that's going to interest me. Yeah, I want to see it. Who would – Texas or Alabama, somebody's going to get snubbed. And yep. to me, if we're being honest here, and if we're going by what the playoff committee has said that head-to-head matters – Texas would be in over an SEC champion Alabama. Yeah, that ain't going to happen. I know it ain't going to happen, but if we're going off what they have said, it, it should happen. Yeah. They, uh, they, uh, Texas did to be They Alabama. make rules as they go. I don't care what they yeah. say. They do. They yep. do. Yeah, but I'm not going to say it, but I'm going to say RTR. And that's all oh, I'm gosh. Say. Please don't ever say those words. RTR. I'm not saying the full thing. God, have we suddenly I'm sick become, of getting barked at. I'm sick of them. Have we suddenly become more Georgia thing, haters man. and Alabama haters? Yes. <laughs> I hate yes. the Bulldogs. 100%. I've been, I've been there since yep. for probably two years now. Yeah. We yeah. never other the words Florida, just for the record. So, I mean, what, what do you all think the playoff committee is going to do? I know we kind of hit that just then, but. What are it's they going to do? I, I think, honestly, and this is going to be the stupid thing they're going to pull out of their honey, and they're going to mm-hmm. go off, say, an eye test. They're going to say that Alabama has looked better in the later half of the season than Texas has, but I don't care about that. Head-to-head matters, people. That's why we play the game. If you it, go out there and you put Alabama above Texas, you're basically saying to the whole country – that the regular season doesn't matter. It's about how you finish in the postseason. That's basically what you're trying to do. Head-to-head wasn't going to matter last year because Tennessee beat Alabama. And, and right. we've seen exactly what was going to happen last year. Tennessee, Alabama was going to be in above Tennessee whether they earned it or not. Uh, you know, I don't know what the college football playoffs going to do. They, they're so uh, – when you limit yourself to four teams, there's so much scrutiny they can go in. I'd hate to have their jobs uh, – at the same time, that's why we're having a 12-team playoff next yeah, this year. Is, this, this year is a the, yeah. Yeah, perfect example Perfect of why. example yeah. of why. And, and, and I'll just go ahead and be on record as saying it. If you're the number 13 team last year, next year, you have nothing to bitch about. No. Be in the top 12 or don't be. Now, what are we going to do with Washington, Oregon? What what if Oregon barely beats Washington the same way Washington barely beats Oregon? <laughs> you're yes. forgetting one team, though. Florida State. Yeah, you're forgetting Florida State. I know, but I'm just saying with Washington and Oregon. I mean, yeah, I mean. If uh, Washington beats Oregon, I think Washington makes it, honestly. If Washington Washington wins or Oregon, they're for sure. Yeah, but but, but, Washington beat Oregon regular season. But if Oregon beats Washington, uh, then it'll be interesting. The the most interesting game to me, though, is Louisville-Florida State. Florida State's quarterback's out for the season, and Louisville is not a – Bad thing. Lowell's been very impressive. Got beat year. by Kentucky last week. I don't care yeah. if they got beat by Kentucky they or not. It, it it's still it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game. I yeah. think Louisville Louisville's maybe. had like they've they've been like really really good or just the playoff committee's hoping for a Louisville win just because that takes all that knocks out something right there that they can Louisville saves Stoops's uh, pride up there. Yeah, you know let's we're going to talk about it in our pickums here in a minute, but I was shocked to see. Oregon is a 10-point favorite over Washington. That just blew me away. They're a 10-point favorite. That's a spread. Oregon minus 10. Get on it right now. (laughs) He's going to go gamble. That's what I'm saying because I said for all year Washington will make the playoffs, and I'm standing by it. It's Washington plus 300 to win. They've lost some ugly ones, but they always pull it out. They pull it out. Yeah. Spoiler alert, take Washington with the points and then take the over as well. Edith says it's not – (laughs) <laughs> There's no water leak. It's a flood. Spanky. Well, and then Miranda says, Spanky's <laughs> loud enough. You don't need to move the mic. That's right. And he just said, tell him, baby. <laughs> uh, 
Bama will beat Georgia, Patrick says. Jonathan says Bama beats Georgia. I agree. I think Bama beats Georgia. Oh, he says Bama beats Georgia and neither go to the college football playoffs. Neither. That's that's not going to happen. I don't I don't see him leaving out an SEC school. Like, that, that's shocking. too much money involved. That, in they, they would but not. what he's saying though, I guess, is Bama beats Georgia, Texas beat Bama. Uh, no, if Bama was to beat Georgia, Georgia would make it still as like a three or four seed. If Bama, but Bama, I would, think I would, think they would I think they would miss if everybody that needs to win wins. If uh, Washington loses to Oregon, and then yeah, and uh, then. But then you got Texas over them. But Ohio State is the thing that drives me up the wall because they mm-hmm. don't have to play none, and they're just going to sit there and chill out, and they're going to end up being in this mix that's just going to screw a team, you know. Uh, let's see. Josh says uh, we're looking at zero and zero SEC in the playoffs. So Josh is agreeing with Jonathan. Uh, Zach Bunch says shout out to number sixty six, Dane Davis. Yes, sir. We gave him a shout out earlier. Um, hold, hold you up. are right. If for a ten dollar bet, I could win twenty eight dollars if Washington wins. Yeah. Oh wow. There is, there is not a chance in hell that an SEC team will not be in the playoffs because, like Spose said, there's so much money involved. There's no way they're going to leave an SEC team out of the playoffs. Jonathan says they look at first who's undefeated, second who's the conference champion, and three head to head. All right, Liberty's in. Liberty. <laughs> Which will put Texas in both being conference champs. Liberty's still undefeated? Yeah. Yes. Liberty's not making it, boys. No. <laughs> no I just, I, I just if it was a 12-team, they probably would. They probably could, they yeah. They probably would. I think that's what's going to help with the 12-team. You'll always have – and I think that's kind of how they put it in there, the one uh, yep. non-at-large school. One non-power five, Jonathan yeah. says his top four is going to be uh, Washington, Michigan, Florida State, and Georgia. Well, now I need Washington to win, so I'm going to win me some money. I just took Zachary says he's got Thanks Michigan, you, Georgia. You're welcome, buddy, for now. Zachary says he's got Michigan, Georgia, Washington, and Bama. Maybe Texas at four. So, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be wild. It this is. Whole, this whole weekend is going to be wild. Let's go ahead and talk about the new playoff poll that come out. One, you got Georgia. Two, Michigan. Three, Washington. Four, Florida State. Five, Oregon. You can't argue with that too much. I, I agree. And, and I like the fact that they didn't punish Florida State for losing their quarterback, you know, with, with that happen on the field. And then at six, you've got Ohio State, which Corbin is happy about. And then seven, you've got Texas, eight, Bama, nine, Missouri, and ten, Penn State. Oof. Anything wrong there? No, nothing. All right. Yeah, let, there's a lot wrong there. Besides the, yeah. The Ohio State. Ohio State. Well, that, we knew it was going to happen. Okay. We where, where would you put Ohio State? Let's just hear it. I would put them behind Texas and Alabama. Based on what? Well, of course, Alabama, SEC school, and then Texas, I feel like they played way better than Ohio State has played all season. Ohio State lost to the number two team in the country uh, and barely lost to them. And I am no Ohio State fan. No. I just see those three teams as – Pretty much being even. If you can have a tie for fifth, it's where I put them all. The Big Ten's overrated as shit, and that's the truth about it. My God, man, get all aggressive, <laughs> don't you? Uh, the duel's going to be look fun. I mean, the Big Ten championship game. Old Michigan's going to beat Iowa over here. The duel's going to be good. Y'all better you better stick around. <laughs> Eleven Ole Miss, twelve Oklahoma State, or no, that's Oklahoma. My bad. Thirteen LSU, fourteen Louisville, fifteen Arizona. 
How is Lane Kiffin still at Ole Miss? How the hell is Arizona ranked? Well, you got to think they, before Lane Kiffin got there, they've never won a 10 win. They never had 10 I win know. season. So they're, they're pretty happy down there. 16 Iowa, 17 Notre Dame, 18 Oklahoma State, 19 North Carolina State, and 20 Oregon State. NC mm. State's a team that uh, we could face in the bowl game. Yeah, I've seen that I've too. seen uh, Oregon State's quarterback from Clemson, DJ Ugla, is uh, transferring again. <laughs> well, too. Is he transferring again? Yeah, he entered okay. transfer portal today. Okay. Uh, 21, Tennessee. 22, Tulane. 23, Clemson. 24, Liberty. 25, Kansas State. That's impressive for Liberty. They ain't been a Division One school for, what, three or four years now. I bet, I bet they'll claim a national championship if they win their ball game. James Madison claimed one three, two weeks ago. We'll see what happened there. All right, next we've got the duel. Make sure y'all oh share. The, it's going to be good. It's entertaining. Y'all got to vote in the comments who you think the winner is. Um, going to have a five, six questions tonight. So thank you for listening to our ma- second main talking point of the day. We still have a lot to get into, predictions, giveaways. And then, like I said, the duel. So share this out. Get your friends listening. The duel is going to be good. We'll be right back. Trident Hydro Clean, your exterior home cleaning professionals, house, roof, driveway, concrete, gutters, and much more. Trident Hydro Clean, 865-363-8815. They've been in business for five years, and they have a five-star Google rating and a five-star Facebook rating. Call Jacob today. Give your house, driveway, and or patio the care it deserves. 100% 100% satisfaction guarantee. See the difference between a professional and an amateur cleaning. That's 865-363-8815. All right, and we're back. Next, we've got The Duel, presented by Premier Excavation. I still call it the duel, even though there's three there's of us. There's three of us. Uh, but Corbin, Spanky, Spur, the champ, the champ. I'm right here. I never lost my championship title. You didn't show up to defend it, let alone lose it. I was. I had family stuff uh, going on. Yeah, whatever. You just. You need your thirty day. Uh, your thirty days, didn't you? You weren't out thirty days, weren't you? You right. I wasn't out thirty days. I'm still the champ. Show has highest ranking ever when you're not here. <laughs> All right, well, the uh, <laughs> all right, so y'all got to vote in the comments who you thought who you think wins the duel, and they're gonna get hardware to brag around with them and some bragging rights. Uh, Edith has already voted for Spanky. Hey. All right, but question number one Do you want to start Joe or Nico in the bowl game if you had the choice? Well, if I had the choice, just start Joe, like. If anything showed from the last game, why should we start Nico? Like, Joe was on fire. And, guys, that we ain't playing for nothing. This is a bowl game. Let Joe finish. Let him finish. Let Nico come in late in the game. Let him take care of it. But start Joe. This is Joe's team. This is not Nico's team right now. This is not. I have. To, I mean, I can't uh, – I mean, it's a duel, but I can't disagree with Spanky on this one. You have to start Joe, I think. I mean, he's played all season. He's been our guy. One more game, bowl game. I mean, it's been his team. Let him lead this team. By God, you start Nico Iomaliava. It's time to build for the future. The future is now. 
we're going to st- we're probably going to play North Carolina, who's Drake, whatever his name is, isn't going to play anyway. So let's just get our backup against their backup. Bill for the future now. You can let jo- you know what you can let Joe start come in and play the first quarter maybe, but Nico needs to play the majority of this game because the future starts December 29th, most likely in Jacksonville. But look, this is what happens when you start when you prepare for the future. You know what happens the next day? You're off of football for how many months? Okay, it's not like you're going to play the next week. No, you let yeah. the man finish. Let him finish strong. Go into let Nico listen, play at the end. Listen. Go into the offseason hot. Let Joe ride off into the sunset. Joe like rode he off. He deserves. I love Joe Milton. But Joe Milton rode off into the sunset with six, six touchdowns Saturday night in England Stadium. Let's let's let Nico Iomaliava play this this bowl game. I'm saying play him too, but the, the question was start. Okay, let Joe start it. Then we can bring Nico in after we take care of business. Now, if we don't take care of business, then Joe's our guy. You know how big a jackasses we look if we don't let Joe play our bowl game? After we we, we don't look play. like a jackass at all. It's it's football. No, after we played him all damn year. All damn year we played him through the good and the bad. And then... Right at the end. Yeah, right the, at the end. Yeah, right at the end we play Nico. Like, I, like, I, like, like, then, then we're going to have to hear like, well, Nico done this, and then we didn't play him all season like we... Been hearing, but it's going to get even worse. Like, we'll just look like jackasses by that point. The bottom line is, I want to win the game. And here, you know what I'm That's sick true. and tired of, and I've refused to oh, say it go. on this show. What has Nico done? Second the table. Calm down. Man. What has Nico done, guys, to for us to be like, he needs to be starting? What has What's Nico- he done? Besides get $8 million. He, he hasn't been able to do anything is the thing. When, when, when he has played, he has played phenomenal. He's played well. He played hell of a game against He took him. a clothes on and, and ducked right underneath it. So what do y'all say about the one saying, if you want to get fans fired up for next year, you play Nico? Absolutely. You know, if you want to get fans to show up in Jacksonville, if that's where we're going, or oh, or Memphis, or Tampa, or – like, I get it, we're fans here, but at the end of the day, Josh Hopple don't give a damn about the fans. He's worried about winning oh, a football game. Oh, I, I say game. bullshit to that. Josh Hopple He's cares about the about fans. He's worried about winning a football game. Josh Hopple does want to win the football game, but to say he doesn't give a damn about the fans is... Well, any coach that worries about your fans more than you do winning a football game, there's something wrong with you as a coach. Because at the end of the day, it should be about winning. Nobody's uh, saying that. No, he just no. cares about the fans, though. Yeah, yeah that, that's, uh, yeah. that's a stupid statement right there. <laughs> Take, hey, Edith... Take your vote away from Spanky. Yeah, uh, Edith says Spanky, off. she can't handle you all fired up like this. I know. Uh, Not many women can. Jonathan says Joe's going to opt out. We'll see. I don't believe Joe's going to opt he out. He ain't going to uh, opt out. You know. He's still got something to prove. I think so, too. And if Joe does play, I hope Joe plays great. Question two, is pineapple a good pizza topping? Hell no. It don't even belong, deserve to belong on pizza. Pineapple's a fruit. You don't put fruit on pizza. Pizza's supposed to be made for meat and protein and not for fruit. Hey, Spanky. Spanky. Tomatoes are fruit. There ain't no tomatoes on it. There's, there's, there's tomato, tomato sauce. sauce. But not an actual tomato. It, it, you know what? Pineapple's a great pizza topping. <laughs> mix it with ham. You're mix it with pepperoni. It's, have you ever had grilled pineapple? No. Oh, my it. God. Grilled pineapple, hot pineapple is one of the greatest things you'll ever eat. How the hell's the Seahawks winning? We need to bring the COVID woes back. He's spitting on me over here. See, see, what I put up, see what I put up with every week, Spe- or Corbin? He's spitting so on me over here. Put him over there just on the microphone. Dang, yeah. 
You put pineapple on pizza, by God. Y'all are psychopaths, you know it. Do you even eat pizza, Spanky? You want to bet? Yes, I do eat pizza right before I came here. Because I knew there wasn't going to be much food in the house. I went by the Dollar General and got one of them pizzas. No, I, put I, in the I told you. I was pretty probably eating. That's why I was yep. late. Hey, a couple of weeks ago, he showed up before the podcast. Had a whole entire Hunt oh, Brothers let him pizza. Hear it, let him hear it. Had a whole entire Hunt Brothers pizza and didn't even offer, offer me and Luke a single piece. And ate the, ho- ate, ate, ate the, ate the, the whole thing, thing. Thing. You know what else is good, Spooky? A fruit pizza with extra pineapple and extra cinnamon. You're a psycho. That ain't even a pizza. Cinnamon. But look, I had me. Yes, I did have me a thin crust pepperoni and bacon pizza from Hunt Brothers at the Snack and Pack in Cofield, Tennessee. And look here, it is a thin crust pizza. It's just it's not like it's two pizzas, everybody. Look, I'm a grown man. I have to feed this. The women need the food, baby. Look at this. This is peak male performance. I have to retain this body every single day. We're going to need Premier Excavation to come get him out of here one of these days. <laughs> Bring him any X. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Do you agree with bowl game opt-outs? No. It's stu- look, and th- here's my thing too. Oh, if I go. was one of these big time donors giving this NIL money, I would put in the contract. If you're going to get this money, you're going to play in every game as long as you are not injured. Okay, you're giving up on your team, and I and I get it. You know, you're looking for it as selfish reasons. Oh, I need to go get ready for a draft. Get ready for the draft the day after. And if I was NFL teams, I would take notice, okay, if they're going to quit on their team before a bowl game, what are they going to do to you when your team ain't making the playoffs? You know, it's it's a problem we've created our, with ourselves when we make all these bowl games that don't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. Uh, it, it's part of the product of the playoffs. It is. Truth be told, who knows who won the, the Gator Bowl seven years ago? We don't know. Who, who won the Outback Bowl three years ago? Well, Outback Bowl don't even exist. Who won Liberty Bowl four years ago? We don't know. Uh, but we know who won the national championship. So these opt-outs, I, I, it's a double-edged sword because I never want to tell a 23-year-old who's fixing to have his whole future in front of him that he's supposed to go and risk that future to play in a bowl game that is nothing more than an exhibition uh, in, in as much as I hate to say it because I love the bowl games. I can't wait to go myself. So I, I can't tell a 23, 24-year-old kid who's, who's about to make millions of dollars in the NFL possibly that he has to put his body on the line one more time. At the same time, though, when you sign up and you put those uh, orange and white letters on and, and that uniform on, you play for the University of Tennessee, and you're supposed to honor that oath, so to speak, and it play in every game if you're able to. So I see both sides of it. For me, I just have a hard time forcing a, a, a someone to make that decision. I think it's going to mean more when the playoffs, when they expand. It will. Absolutely. No, you'll see more of it in these lower bowls. Well, in lower bowls, yeah. You're not going to have any opt-outs in the playoffs. If someone opts out of a playoff game, then then, – A a quarterback for Ohio State did a couple years ago. You know what? I will say this. If I'm an NFL team and I'm drafting or looking at drafting someone and they opt out of a playoff game, that's going to take them off my draft board because they're showing that they they ain't loyal to my team whatsoever. Yeah, I think it's BS. Honestly, I think uh, if if you if you're on the team and you've played all year, and you should play the bowl game, don't I don't opt out. I mean, as fans, we don't like it. It's, it's not the fact they don't like it. It's it's you got a scholarship for a damn reason, okay? You going to school? You got you getting a free ride to go to school to play college football, national TV, be a big time college football player. You got NFL prospect ability 
and you're sitting there and you're like, well, you know, I'm just going to give up and on this season and I'm not going to play because I'm going to look forward to the NFL draft. That's BS. And, and you know, we, we talked about these opt-outs. We talk about Nico playing or not playing and, and all this other stuff. At what point do these lower bowl games just become the first game of next season? Well, that's essentially what it almost becomes. Okay. Is Aaron Rodgers, he's going to return to practice week 11. Do we see Aaron Rodgers this year? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, he's already pra- he already practicing this week. He told Pat McAfee six weeks ago he's going to be on. He's going to be back on the football field this year. And now I'll tell you what, when he, if he comes back on the field, that's going to be one of the biggest uh, moments in a long time in sports because a torn Achilles to come back that quick from what, oh, yeah. like that, that just don't happen. That's that's a year to year and a half. His age, it should be year and a half, two years for his age, but. It's going to be phenomenal. I don't know what the hell he's taking, but it must be some good stuff. I, I, I thought that Aaron Rodgers' career was over when he went down. I did too. On week one after four plays. He, he ain't going to go out. He ain't going to go out like no. that. He ain't going out no, that I, good night. He's got some cojones. Let's be honest about that. Do we see him again this season? I think that may depend on if the Jets have a chance at the playoffs or not. I don't know if we see Aaron Rodgers come in and play a game that doesn't mean anything. Well, I think, one, he's doing it for pride. Because like he wants to prove, prove yeah. he wants to prove point that he does. I think I think even if like even their ch- playoff chances ain't there, I think he wants to be that person who came back from an Achilles injury be in the same be, be a team player. He is. He's being a team yeah. player. I respect he, him for. It. So you're saying Aaron Rodgers ain't going to opt out of the last game of the season just no, because he's not. He's <laughs> he is. But if he does come back, it will be phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. It'll be much CTV. Should all young athletes get a trophy? No, 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 no. no. You're going to get me going on. You're the one who gives them that. Should all young no, you athletes get a you trophy? You won't bet. The other night, I sat in a gym, and I had – so I have a five and six boys and a five and six girls basketball team. And I told them, and I said, hey, guys, raise your hand if you're here to have fun. And they all raised their hand. I said, okay, you know how the only way we can have fun – and that's to win. I said, I'm not in this for everybody to have fun. Everybody try your best. You know what? It's about winning. Okay? That's what it's about. It's about winning and getting better each oh, and every the, single week. And to them the kids. participation trophy. No. No, I hate participation trophies. I hate them winning. I even hate second place trophies. Can't stand them. Because, look, it's either your first or your last. I've got a story for you in a little bit. Hey, how, how young are we saying? I uh, didn't put a cap on it. Oh, let's just, just let's just eight go. Eight below. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't mind to encourage the youngest of the young to to play because just for them to get through a season is an accomplishment to some of these little bitty ones. But once you're uh, of someone of any kind of mature age, eight years old, nine years old, it becomes about winning at that point. Uh, I didn't say give them all a championship trophy, but but you know. Honor their commitment a little bit. Golly, it's so tough because I hate participation trophies too. <laughs> that's that's what that's, that's, a, for. that's what you're getting pizza at the end of the year for. That's what you're getting. Nope, I don't agree with it. I mean, honestly, it, we talk about kids nowadays being soft. That's one way you make them soft. Start yeah, start off with it. I mean, you give them participation trophy. They be like, oh, well, they gave me this. Like Corbin, Corbin, how many of your little league trophies do you still have? When I was a kid, they didn't give the damn things. Uh, you didn't play for the right teams. Maybe I was on the winning team. I don't know. 
Jonathan, back when I was a kid, we was men. Jonathan says, back when you was a kid, we were men. Well, I'm talking about me and you, Spanky on the hand. He's like, me and you are like the same age. We're like four years apart. I'm like 30. Eight thirty. Shut up. I'm twenty nine. Jonathan wants to know if you got a trophy for being on time, Corbin. Being on time? Yeah. I'm always on time. I've <laughs> never been late in my life. Uh, Kamal says Spanky's got a room full of third runner up trophies. <laughs> <laughs> third runner up. I wish where I came to school we couldn't win third place. <laughs> All right. Last one. Who were you most excited to see back in the WWE? CM Punk or Randy Orton? CM Punk. CM 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 Punk. He is he thank God he is back. One of the greatest of all time. That's right. No, nobody can touch him. Preach to the nobody right. can touch him. What, what do you think about Spanky? I think Spanky. think you agree with this, don't you, Spanky? Yeah, I do agree with this. It's not often me and Corbin can agree about something. Look, is it great to see Randy Orton back? Yes, it is. One, he's looking yoked as ever. Like he's, he's, he's no jacked. longer a viper. He's a dang anaconda now. Yeah. Like he is ripped, and it's great to see having two back surgeries. Coming back at his age at 45 years old is amazing. But CM Punk, the the way the show ended, okay, you had not you had the graphic at the bottom, you had the camera panning out, you had the guys taking their second pose, and boom, the music hitting. Triple H was the guy that went and played the music himself because he didn't want nobody else knowing about it. Okay, I, what was it, Corbin? Like, is it at 20 million views right now? One of the most uh, highest rated. Seventy-seven million. Seventy-seven million. Like it's the most talked about thing right now. People who ain't even watched wrestling years is crazy to see CM Punk back after ten years away. Ten years away, and I know people in the comments gonna be like, "Why are we talking about wrestling?" Well, you know what? Shut up, okay? Because you know what? You have stupid things in your life that you like too. So remember, remember, Spanky told you all to shut up. Vote for me. That being said, I'm glad to see them both back. CM Punk is certainly a magnet for attention. He's going to bring viewership. He's going to bring that that microphone skills. It's it's unmatched. If they let CM Punk be CM Punk, then it's going to be fun to watch. And I'll probably start watching it again. I'm tickled to death to see Randy Orton because I I was worried that he would never uh, step foot in the ring one more time. And he's he's one of the greatest that's ever done it. And I have a new respect for him coming back from this. Uh, Multiple back surgeries. Corbin, what do you, what do you think about CM, CM Punk, the, the greatest talker ever? One of the greatest talkers ever. He's up there. You think CM Punk is uh, better than Dusty Rhodes? Hell okay. yeah. Now, Hell yeah. Now. He is. He is. Now. He is. Okay, now look here. Look. The mic's mine. Now, look here. Can I have the microphone, please? You need to calm down over there. You're let spitting me, all over. No, you you spit over me the whole time. All right, get it out there, Corbin. CM Punk, he can work a crowd like no other. When he goes out there, he tells the truth. He tells what he thinks, and he, he works a great story. He can work that crowd any way he wants to work them. He'll make them love him. He'll make them hate him. But at the end of the day, he can tell you a damn good story in that ring, one that you're going to – Talk about in the ring. Talk about in the microphone. I know, but – I'm just talking about in general. Is, in is general, CM Punk like, better like, than Dusty Rhodes? He's better than Dusty in the ring, on the microphone, all the way around. He's not – what do you want to say? Give it here. Okay. I love CM Punk to death. He has that attitude era style of a promo. He does. He what he's doing is he's pushing the edge to making these people that know that what wrestling is be like, oh man, he's shooting out there. No, Dusty Rhodes was a storyteller. 
That man could draw you in, make you listen, be like, okay, what is he saying? Punk, he's just going out there saying stuff that, okay, yeah, yeah, I see it. Dusty Rhodes is making people quiet. He's making them listen. He's taking them on an emotional ride. Punk's just pissing people off, and people are liking it. That's why Dusty Rhodes is the best, because if you can take an audience, if you can take a camera, if you can take a country and make them draw in and listen to every single word you're saying, and you're doing something right. And I love punk. I do. I love the things he says. I love how he gets people fired up, pissed off. But to say Dusty Rhodes is not better than CM Punk, I just don't agree with it. Just because y'all got the same physique doesn't make him a good wrestler. <laughs> That's hilarious, ain't it? That's hilarious. How many matches have you won, pal? Who have you ever beat, pal? Well, I got the guy that beats you on right now. Who's that? Oh, my God. We're going to talk about That's local wrestling. <laughs> Oh, Kurt Kazana. He don't even exist anymore. The future of professional wrestling. Is that a 2002 shirt on? 2002? God, I was still working then. He was born in 02. Oh, born in 02. Kurt Kazana ain't even a thing no more. You got Casey Kazana. That's who you're assuming. And and Casey Kazana, just like his brother AJ, just like Stuker, will be at Cofield on Saturday night. That being said, as much as I love CM Punk... And as much as I want to argue with Spanky, the American Dream Dusty Rhodes is one of, uh, he's generational. CM Punk is more about shock value, yes. whereas Dusty Rhodes, well, just like Spanky said, could tell you any kind of story he wanted to tell you. He could sell you, he could sell you oceanfront property in Wyoming if he wanted he to. He could sell an Eskimo ice. He sure could. Uh, and, and you'd believe him. You but, believe him. But at the end of the day, Punk's a five-time WWE world champion, a two-time oh, AEW world champion. On the microphone. When Dusty Rhodes got WWE, the only thing Vince McMahon saw in him was polka dots. Here's here's the one thing that, that's certain about CM You know CM why Punk. he saw polka dots? Because he was jealous of Dusty because Dusty was – one of his biggest competitions for so many years. So he did that to embarrass Dusty. And yes, he Punk has the AEW tiles and the WWE tiles. But can we look at the territory days? How many territories Dusty was the man? How many times Dusty was the NWA World Heavyweight Champion? Look at it. Do you have a Rick Flair about Dusty Rhodes? How many times was do you do you think Dusty was the NWA World Champion? He was three. He was a three-time NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Okay. What's it's the big, predetermined, Corbin. What's the biggest company in the world? It's predetermined. It is predetermined, but at the end of the day, <laughs> when you're the... Don't talk about winning fake titles. It's predetermined. When, I mean, they give you that title as that you're the man of the company. We talked about participation Look, trophies. Okay. We talked about participation trophies. In wrestling, Here, I'll go ahead. you get this belt because I want you to have it. That's what professional wrestling belts are. And I love it, but that's what it is. And what, what's Punk? What is he? He is a majority of what? What type of character is he? He's a heel. Heels have the belts more because because the one thing the people love more than anything in the world is a chase. That's why your baby faces, that's why your good guys don't win it as much. Okay, because they're constantly chasing after the heels. That's why every night nothing pisses off a person more than when the heel wins the title and it stole it from their damn baby face again. That's why the baby faces don't get as many title runs because it's about the chase. I probably held at least he was a and got you. I probably beat. held at least two hundred and fifty of these up in a wrestling ring at one time or another. And you know how many times when I held those up in the middle before a match began that I didn't know who was going to be holding it at the end of the match? Zero. I knew every time when I walked in the ring 
who was going to be walking out of that ring with the belt that I was holding over my head as a referee. That, that, that's not my point. It's predetermined. My point is when it, when you're the champion, you're deemed as the guy of the company. And to be deemed that many times as the guy in the company and to hold the belt as many days as that guy, that means you're a draw. Or have you ever thought of it like It means this? you're a merchandise seller. It means you're selling tickets. It means you're drawing TV you're viewership. you're the best guy for that story. You're the best guy to make another guy. So you tell me Punk was the best guy for that story for 434 days plus. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> I mean. But you also got to think, was Punk the guy he was, all them days? He was, Who was the guy all them days? And you know it. Can you know we get to the ball game? <laughs> you know it, too. They go all night long. Let us know in the comments who you think won the duel. We'll be right back with Florida, Alabama. No, I don't. Georgia or other. Do you have dreams about what your property could be? Whether it's driveways, ponds, septic, new home construction, or even forestry mulching. Let us earn your business and make your property dreams come true. Call Premier Excavation at 865-766-9408. You can also find us on Facebook or Instagram. Thank you for supporting small businesses that support you. Again, that's Premier Excavation at 865-766-9408. Hey y'all, it's the Vol Daddy. The C&D Tire Pros are your go-to experts for nearly all of your vehicle needs. Located in the heart of Oak Ridge at 164 Fairbanks Road, they've got a 4.8 out of 5 star rating and that's very hard to do in the tire business. Tire installation, wheel alignment, wheel balancing, tire rotation, tire repair, brake changes, oil changes, hell, they'll even paint your back porch. I've known Zach since he was in diapers. We went to church together, we went to school together, we played football together. And he's been changing tires since he's been in diapers. Give them a call today, 865-483-7455. Like them on Facebook, that's C&D Tire, 865-483-7455. Oh, we have a little fun off the air here. Spanky, I want to remind you about where to be on Saturday night, December 2nd at 6 p.m. Be at Wattburg for the annual Christmas parade. <laughs> yeah, and the, when the parade gets rained out and it's the same damn floats every single year, y'all can come down to Cofield where the real action's going to happen, where not only we have one of the biggest names out there in the Ooh. rock business, the lead singer of Smashing Pumpkins, Billy Corgan, the owner of the NWA, coming to Cofield, make a huge announcement. But look, it, do I have to say any more about all the JCP shows? I don't. And I get it. You're promoting the no, Walt no, Parade. No. I understand you. That's your booking that day, and I'm fine with it. Actually, you I'm, not, I'm not. Actually, uh, folks, if you got anything to do on, on Saturday night, come out to Cofield High School, support uh, JCP, support Spanky, support the Stu Crew. It's I'll wear be my an excellent show. Support the NWA, Billy Corgan. So uh, be there, Cofield, for a historic night uh, in Morgan County. Probably it may be the biggest night in wrestling history for Morgan County. And I will say this. I'll go ahead and let the cat out of the bag. I will be making a major match announcement to kick off the show this Saturday night. You heard it here first, everybody. I'm making a match announcement to kick off the show, and it's going to be a pretty big match and a match that I think the people deserve to see. Because I am the host of the show. You know that, Corbin, right? I am the host. Let uh, you be the host. We yeah. got people wanting to open up a phone line in the comments. Robin hey, we need to. We can figure it out. We'll do that soon. I think we could probably try speaking. Hey, Ryan, call me. 
Uh, Ro- Robin Shelton asked a wrestling question. I'm not Robin. We've been talking about wrestling what, too What's long. his question at least? Uh, who is better, Four Horsemen or DX? Four Horse, Four Horsemen. All right, keep it. All right, I don't need to know. I don't need to know. Uh, I don't need to know. Uh, uh, jo- Jonathan asked if WWE is wrestling. R a s s l i n. That's wrestling. No, you no. know, look at that song. Oh, let's, let's, let's 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 move on. You got wrestling. Ra- he says we'll wrestling is fake. Prove him wrong. Yes, man. Oh, uh, we could we could prove don't, that wrong. Don't don't don't. Edith says. What have you ever tell done him about life? tell him about that wrestling, Spanky. No, tune in, tune in next Tuesday for the wrestling podcast, and we'll, we'll you know we do need to start a wrestling podcast. I already got no, one. No, please no. It's a uh, Morgan County Day. It's a wrestling NASCAR podcast. Apparently, yeah, yeah, it, it, it is like wrestling. It's predetermined, and you never know what the hell y'all gonna talk about. All right, let's hit Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other presented by my friend uh, Zach at CND Tire in Oak Ridge. Make sure y'all check them out for any of your tire breaks or any of your mechanical needs. Number one, man arrested for trying to swim to another border. Uh, that sounds man like Florida to me. arrested for trying to swim to another border. He went to Florida to Cuba. It's 90 miles. Well, I'll tell you, if um, well, there ain't no water near Georgia, near, I'm going to go with Alabama. New York. New York, Canada. That's a swim. Did you already say one? Yeah, I said Florida. Said he went to Cuba. Uh, not really sure where they where they left from, but uh, this happened in South Korea. Um, oh well, you went way off the deep end there. <laughs> well, I, y'all get mad at the Florida ones, but uh, South Korean soldiers detained a U.S. citizen who was uh, apparently trying to swim across the river border into North Korea. Oh, Tennessee River! What an idiot! A male American a citizen. Nobody wants to hear you sing. Was arrested last night while attempted to swim across the river. Um, according to the Yonap News Agency, the, to- the man told investigators he wanted to meet with the North Korean leader, Kim Jong-un. He's got some balls if he's swimming in the North Korea. My parlay's about to get burnt. Yeah, they found the man in his early 30s lying exhausted on the southern border bank at the Han River. And uh, I guess it, they just found him washed up. Oh, poor guy. Poor fella. Um, let's see, next one. A man gets deer out of his trunk during a DUI stop. Georgia. Man gets a deer out of his trunk during a DUI stop. Every time he does that, I think there's, he's saying the question back to me. because he There's lots of deer in Alabama. So I'm going to go with Alabama. <coughs> Alabama. Sounds like something we do out here in Tennessee. Yeah. Hey, you need an Alabama button. You need like a Forrest Gump. Like, Button. Yeah. Alabama. Bam! We heard you the first two times, Spanky. You don't quit spitting across this table. I'm going to get a face He's Dusty Rhodes you over there. This, happened, like being spit this happened in Pennsylvania. Uh, Pennsylvania cops watched as a man removed a live deer. A live one. Oh, a live deer. Yeah. From his trunk during uh, his DUI stop. Uh, he actually crossed the road to release the struggling animal. The driver and her passenger said the vehicle hit the deer, which they thought was dead. They placed it in the trunk. Uh, it's unclear what they wanted to do with the deer, but uh, <laughs> they realized. Wait, are you watching Tommy Boy? No, no, no. This happened in Pennsylvania. <laughs> you know what I'm going at, right? Now. <laughs> oh, I've seen the movie. That's Tommy Boy. Pennsylvania's got a lot of deer. I remember one one on the track one time during the NASCAR race. Just got here. Way off the rails now. Did you see Davy Crockett, our our mascot, this past I, Saturday? I did. He he caught a live squirrel. Yeah, I did. in Dillon <laughs> Stadium and caught it. 
It, was it that guy squirrel on his shoulder? No. Free. No. no, he caught a, a live squirrel. Man arrested for drawing on sidewalk with sidewalk chalk. Man arrested. I have no clue. That's the most absurd. I don't know. That's California. California love. Right, we ain't had Florida. Florida? Happened in Texas. Now God you would bless think Texas. Those people are a little That's more a First sick. Amendment violation right there. Uh, Leon Valley has apologized after local police detained street artist Lakely Henson on May fifteenth. Uh, Body camera footage posted on social media shows thirty-six-year-old artist telling officers that his sidewalk chalk design was made in chalk, and he would wash it away, or or the rain would hit it. But he was handcuffed and brought back to the police station. Oh. <laughs> it was nothing bad either. Apparently, this is just what he does. Uh, four teens arrested for stealing Ronald McDonald statue. Oh, not Ronald. <laughs> four s- teens arrested for stealing Ronald McDonald statue. Illinois, because it's probably going to be the first Ronald McDonald. Oh, it sounds about right. You just Google that. No, really. No, but that, that sounds it, right. It's I Illinois. Like that. It's Illinois. Yeah. Uh, police well, say Illinois surv- is the first place. Of yeah. McDonald's. Sorry, I'm a McDonald's expert. <laughs> <laughs> For anybody that's never been to McDonald's, it's a damn adventure, ain't it? You get to spanky? Yes. Dad gum. I went with him one time and that order had to be forty five dollars. You could greet the doors there for thirty minutes there. His order was so big it took about thirty minutes to get the order to us. It ain't that big. Today I did I just went simple. I just got twenty pieces. You got a forty piece McNugget with two large fries and a diet coke. No, I get one. With two Big Macs. I get water. Everybody knows I get water. But no, I get two bacon McDoubles, no pickle, McChicken, a large water, and a 20-piece for later. Police say surveillance video captured three of the suspects taking a $7,500 life-size Ronald McDonald statue from the restaurant. Um, They allegedly drove up to the drive-thru and ordered food while the other three jumped out of the vehicle and ripped it from the grounds and hid it in a nearby bush. Uh, they ordered eight cheeseburgers and an ice cream cone, and uh, they came back later and received the statue and got caught. <laughs> so that was Florida, Alabama, Georgia. Other, we'll be right back with our college football pickums. Hey, y'all! It's the Vol Daddy. The C and D Tire Pros are your go-to experts for nearly all of your vehicle needs. Located in the heart of Oak Ridge at 164 Fairbanks Road. They've got a 4.8 out of 5 star rating, and that's very hard to do in the tire business. Tire installation, wheel alignment, wheel balancing, tire rotation, tire repair, brake changes, oil changes, hell, they'll even paint your back porch. I've known Zach since he was in diapers. We went to church together, we went to school together, we played football together. He's been changing tires since he's been in diapers. Give them a call today, 865-483-7455. Like them on Facebook. That's C&D Tire, 865-483-7455. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your man here, The Spank. Like myself, DNM Fencing are the best in the business today. They can install wood, chain link, vinyl, picket, composed metal, barbed wire. Heck, bring them bamboo sticks. And they can install them things for you too. DNM Fencing, do it right the first time. Their numbers are 865 435 4515 or 865 387 1026. Give my friend Ted a call today. That's DNM Fencing. 
All right, and we're back. Next, we've got our college and NFL football pickums. Um, I got a draw out of the cup of misfortune for going for having the worst record last week. You want to shake it, or you trust me? No, no, we're shaking this damn thing. I can either do this, or I got to donate twenty five dollars to charity. By the way, Spur won the belt back. <laughs> Give me my belt. What are you doing with my belt? I want it back. Did you not just hear that? My name's Spur. What are you yeah, about? yeah. You you wish. All right. Let's see what we got here. Oh gosh, read that loud. Damn it. Wax your chest and do a power T. <laughs> yes. I don't. Think yes, you do can it. do it. Wax you, your chest. You got a Josh Heupel tattoo on your leg, and you won't wax your chest into a power T. Wax it. God, you could have done shave it, but you done wax it. That makes it even worse. <laughs> oh, I didn't plan on getting this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see him wax my chest in a power T. <laughs> oh man. Can you buy wax at a store? Or you gotta go somewhere. Hell, I'll volunteer to do it for you. <laughs> we'll get the All wax. Right, we'll we'll get the so, wax. Do it live on the air. All right, that sounds good. Miranda says, "Do okay. it." Oh my god. <laughs> All right, let's hit our pickums. Pickums are sponsored by DNM Fence Company. Game one: Oregon versus. Do it right the first time. Yeah. Oregon versus Washington Pac-12 Championship. I'm gonna go with the Huskies on this one. Then put my pick in. Oh my goodness! Put my in. I got Washington. I need to make up some ground here, and I've said Washington's gonna be in the playoffs all year long. Vegas knows something, or Oregon wouldn't be a ten-point favorite. There's gonna be a lot of money going Washington's way. I have a feeling, but Vegas doesn't get that wrong too often by that much. So as much as I want Washington to win, give me Oregon. Okay. Game two. Who have you got? Oh, I, got I, I know you My got Washington. Yeah, I'm trying to gain I, some ground here. I've caught it all year, so that's what I'm going to go with. Game two, Oklahoma State versus Texas Big 12 Championship. Texas. The eyes of Texas are upon you. Welcome to the SEC. Corbin. What the hell? Screw Texas in the SEC. Uh, Texas, they're winning. <laughs> I've got Texas as well. Game three, Georgia versus Alabama, SEC Championship. The hungry Alabama Crimson Tide. I said it six, seven weeks ago. Alabama is winning the SEC Championship. Well, are we all taking Alabama to win this game? You taking Bama? I'm taking Bama. I'm taking Georgia. All right, there we go. Don't want to, but I am. Game four, Louisville versus Florida State. ACC championship. This one's so interesting because we just don't know. Uh, I've not been impressed with Louisville for a while. They're, I think they're the most overranked top ten team right now. Well, they were top ten or not now since Kentucky <laughs> beat them. That's give me right here in the conference championship. Give me Florida State to somehow still win. Give me the Seminoles. I hate to say it, but give me Seminoles. Florida State in a close one. I've also got Florida State. Game five, SMU, Tulane, AAC championship. I'm going to take Tulane. I'm going to go with the former SEC school, and I'm going to go with Tulane. Tulane. I've also got 
Tulane. Game six, Michigan versus Iowa. Big Ten Championship. If Michigan can st- score more than ten points and win the game, give me Michigan. Michigan. Give me Michigan. That's all four Michigans. There's no way that Michigan's going to screw this up. No. All right, let's get an NFL game seven. Let's go 49ers at Eagles. I'm going. Now, look here, people. I have a big parlay this week. At the Eagles. I got a big parlay this week. Tell everybody this about four times. I can win $2,000. You're picking with your heart right there. That's why you lose every week. No, I'm going with the Eagles. Brock Purdy's playing just as well as anybody in the NFL right now. The 49ers are back where they started the year. Give me the 49ers to win this game. Philadelphia. But hold up. Swift, Smith is questionable both this weekend. So, that, that and A.J. Brown's questionable too. So, Ooh. everybody's questionable right now. It's Thursday midweek. So, you're going Eagles. Yeah. I've also got the Eagles. All right, about on the ledge there. Catching up this week. Yeah, you got a shot. Game eight, Browns at Rams. Um, I got to watch the Browns play last night against – uh, last week against my Broncos. Uh, and the Browns, they are hurting quarterback-wise. They've had to g- get Joe uh, Flacco out of free agency, out of retirement almost, come play quarterback for them. But, and I know the Rams are not playing good right now, but still, I'm going to go with the Rams in this one. Game's in L.A. Still a home game for the Browns because uh, nobody cares about the Rams in L.A. Uh, neither team's any good right now, but the Browns' defense is – Elite steal. Yeah, give me the Browns in a defensive struggle. I don't know, Miles Garrett. He he got hurt on Sunday, so we'll see. Give me the Browns. They're still in the playoffs right now. Yep. Go along then. So you went Rams, right? Yep. I went Browns as well. That's where I got my money on. (laughs) Game nine, Lions at Saints. I'm going to make this pick. And I know they're going to bite a Saints kneecap off on Sat on Sunday night. I'm going with the Lions. I think the Lions are going to win this game. I think the Lions are going to be trouble in the playoffs. It's going to be one of those. This is the NFL games for the week. Give me the Saints. Oh my! Oh my! Did you hear that, Kamal? I've got the Lions as well. Game ten, Chiefs at Packers. You know this was. Um, this could have been an interesting game if Rodgers was still at the Packers, but I'm going with the – how about them Chiefs? It's it's hard to pick against the Chiefs versus the 5-6 and six team. Uh, give me the Chiefs on the road. I just want to know if – is Taylor Swift going to be there? I don't give a damn I doubt she's going to be over there in Lambeau that cold. I don't know. She, she may be. Uh, give me the Chiefs anyways. I've also got the Chiefs. That's cool. We're tight this week. Yep. We are tight. Hey, what about the Broncos and the Texans, everybody? Who? The Broncos and the Texans. That'd be a good game. The Texans going to beat the Broncos. No, they ain't. Who? CJ Strout's a fucking man. Hey, we got two. Look who the Texans have hey, played. Hey, we got a tiebreaker here to talk about total points. Total number of points. Bama versus Georgia. Total number of points. I'm going to go. This is going to be a. I'm going 54. I'm going with a shootout. I'm going with 85. Jesus. Give me about 64. This is going to be a, a damn 47, 30-something game. What would you have? 54. Give me 53 because anything below that gives me <laughs> the win on the points. 
All right, Spur, let our listeners know one more time how to enter this giveaway. Hey, we're going to put these games on Facebook. We'll hopefully do it tonight or tomorrow. And, uh, get, them, get your picks in before the first kickoff on Saturday. The winner's going to win a great prize pack brought to you by who, Luke? DNM Fence Company. That's right, DNM Fence <laughs> Company. We appreciate their support. Going to win a, a gift card, baseball cards, football cards, and some cool decals. So. Travis Duncan's not allowed to play no more. Just yeah, kidding. Travis Duncan, you've won twice. Uh, thank you all for listening to us, whether it's live or after we publish this uh, live uh, on all, all podcast platforms. We'd love to hear back from you. We're growing fast on all of our accounts. So thank you all very much. And uh, even though they're not playing, go Vols or basketball. Yep. Go See away. you on Saturday at the parade, guys. Go Vols. <laughs>